Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Sometimes you just gotta clean it up. Right, speaking of cleaning up, John, (laughs) we are cleaning up these streets because we are back for the next episode of the RVA Returners Podcast. Oh boy. It has been way too long but you know what we've got stuff to talk about so this is really exciting it is and of and you know of course before we get started you know i'm your host chris adams and with me always you know when when my badge and gun is on the chief's desk and i'm suspended we got one ace detective on the street always out there helping the people with fedora on on the case t-shirt on that's right john schreiner everybody john Mm -hmm. schreiner say hi to everybody hello everybody we're back. We are, and great to talk to you. Great to hear from you. It's been, a you know, it, it's oh no, oh the pleasure is all mine. You know, you the torchbearer, sir. Um, I've just I've been very absent. Um, I've been focusing on other things, but you know, it's been been a rough couple weeks. You know, for you know, especially these last few weeks at least. Uh, you know, my wife, her grandmother passed away, mm-hmm. so she's um. I'm so you know, sorry she, to hear that, man. Uh, thank you, man. It, it hit her pretty hard. Um. So we spent, you know, time with her family, things like that. Um, so, and also I've been, you know, I have been playing a lot of Dragon Ball Super. I know, mm-hmm. are and feather me. I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I've gone to the dark side here, but um, I've been playing a lot of that, getting ready for some events and like learning and getting myself involved in that game. Um, but I can ass- say with full assurity, John, because of something that's happening in this meta, that I am not only am I, I'm like, I'm not just back. <laughs> On a scale of one to John Wick, I am back. You're back. I'm back. I know, Chris. The the, uh, the sirens' call has been sounded, oh, and you it heard has. the the call of the sea, as I it did. were. I did. Sailor said, "Brandon, you're the, a fine the sky girl. sea. <laughs> That's right. What a good wife she will be. The, the sea of clouds, dude. You're, dude, you're... I fucking love it. <laughs> I love it. But how have you been, John? That's the important thing. I know you just moved, so you've been you've had a lot going on. How the hell are you? I did, man. I mean, and that's you know really part of the reason that we've been i've just been so busy for the last month plus right mm-hmm. i mean it's uh it's been a lot of moving getting everything set up and, and there's all kinds of stuff that comes with that too right so it's like oh i had to go get my mail forwarded and now not only does my mail come here but my father's mail comes here and now shit. i gotta and now, <laughs> now i'm getting all his bills shit I'm like hold on hold no! on no so now we have to like re like change of address and like unforward. I don't know how they're gonna sort all this stuff out. Oh it's no! Like, you know, always challenges. I've got my uh, my North Carolina driver's license, so it's all kind of Ooh, like official nice. now. Yeah. Um, Welcome to the South, sir. Yes, Southern hospitality. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what, dude. I have uh, I have an experience probably once a day that reminds me that I am south of the Mason Dixon line. Now, oh no! You know, oh okay. no! That okay. can mean a lot of awful it, it things. Means, it probably you know it's a little bit of a different flavor every time, but sure. there's there's definitely a it's different. I'm sure you still see a lot of Trump 2020 flags just posted up in the most random ass places, and I'm like, really, we're still there? It's different, dude. That's for sure. I it's, believe it. It's different, but it's, I believe uh, it. You know what? I'm here in Cary, which they call the containment area for yeah. relocated Yankees. So <laughs> uh, I'm among you know my people, as it were. 
but no, really, it's been good down here. Um, you know, I've been going to locals now at Game Theory, so that's where. Yeah, uh, shout out to the foreman, Hunter really Nance, awesome Tawa, people, dude. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Sergio and Joe and all these guys down there. Uh, yeah. Tyler, they're they're a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of them when um, when I came down for Memorial Day because Galloway was just like, "Hey, it's been too long. Let's get some people together and play mm-hmm. some games and like cube and stuff." And that was so fun to do. Um, yeah. And that was like Curtis and Ron and Colin were there, and that was really neat. Um, so I had found out like maybe a week before I went down there to hang out with them that like, oh, I'm moving down here. So as much uh-huh. as I kind of got to meet my locals, uh, and like Amethyst and Mike, those guys come to those locals too. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen Squall yet, but I know, I know this is his dude, local. James Denham. I can't the... wait to see James, dude. I hope he comes by. Uh, yeah. It's Love been, that guy. It's been really cool. I get to meet a lot of people, um, that I have like had in my online locals, that have been mm-hmm. playing pretty regularly that like I don't know personally yet, so it's been neat to meet them and befriend those guys. Mm-hmm. And everybody's been so welcoming; it's been really cool. So Alex and I've been having a really good time. Um, that's and, awesome, and it's... dude. Let me tell you, it's sixteen plus people every time. Dude, that's awesome because I know you know while you had a, a, a decent scene up where you're at, mm-hmm. you know you're well Not decent lately. enough en- it enough was, to it was yeah yeah enough to go out and play every week multiple times a week. But now you've got like when you go to locals, what on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, when Saturday you go to locals 16. on Saturday, you've got like, like it's 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 a tough tournament every time you go. Like yeah, you've got good name players there that are. It's really interesting because you know how I I watch all of the games and I run these tournaments and I, I yeah. often would go into events with a really good sense of what players are gonna, you know like a medical mm-hmm. type thing. It's just because I'm on the I'm on the field I'm on the ground You're on, I'm the on the front lines man. You're like case. Anderson Cooper man. <laughs> yeah exactly. I'm down there. I'm getting that intel. Um, so it's interesting because I can literally be like, I think that this is where the meta would be at this weekend. And it's actually reflected at my, in my locals at the mm-hmm. top tables. And yeah, for the most part, I've been spot on so far, which is nice. Um, good. because it's like, it's just like a soft test every week for like, am I with it? Right. Am I like paying yeah. attention? Right. Yeah. And don't forget, you've got, you know, world's quality players there. Oh yeah, absolutely, man. And these guys are tough, man. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I got. Week one, I only lost to Alex. And week two, mm-hmm. I took it. But this week, I only went. I went two two, man. It was yeah. They they clapped me, dude. Sometimes you know, there's some good players. Um, yeah, and uh, our locals have. Yeah, go no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 Sir, I insist. I insist. <laughs> I interrupted you very rude. <laughs> I was just gonna say that um, for something like this, where we just had a big event last weekend. You mm-hmm. could basically look at 16 of the players and just be looking at the top 16 list. You know, it's like it's yeah. like one of those things where uh, I have a locals where people are like paying attention to results and like they're mm-hmm. very much influenced by them. Sure. Uh, whereas maybe one person at my previous locals would do that and yeah. everybody else would be like just doing their own thing, you know, and and I'd be like desperate for some good testing games. Uh, I don't mind people doing their own thing is fine. But when I would be testing for an event, like locals Mm -hmm. never felt to me like I, I could like just grind, like, like we had that mentality of like, let's sit down and test the gauntlet. And I was just you and Alex really. Yeah. And Dan from up there. Yeah. Yeah. But I was at locals last night and people were like, we were testing last night for four hours. I was like testing for locals. Holy shit, dude. I guess. Yeah. I was like, I gotta play. (laughs) I gotta play Mm -hmm. more during the week, man because uh, these guys I, I love that though i love that i i feel like oh my god i'm messing up like i haven't been in the tank i haven't been working on my craft dude and these guys are going to punish me for it and sure enough you know two two not, yeah. it's not a good record um, no, absolutely but it's been a lot of fun man you go ahead and you can talk about your locals I'm sorry. well i was gonna say our locals have started back up uh only a couple weeks i it's 
going to be more of a rebuilding because it used mm. to be on Tuesdays. It's gone. Now it's Mondays. Um, you got a deck the, to play now, bro. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Once all, once all my pieces come in, I'll have a deck to play. Um, but I haven't gone yet because uh, me and Cody and were, uh, Cody Snodgrass were recording our anime podcast on Mondays. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, his second Locals is getting ready to start on Mondays. And I was like, well, my Locals is on Mondays now. So now I, so we moved our podcast to Thursdays. So, um, but this week I didn't go, I, you know, it's been, still didn't want to leave the house, mm-hmm. anything like that. I've just now started my, you know, my vaccination journey. Mm-hmm. So, and that, that's also part yeah, of the reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's not because I, I, you know, I, I want, I don't want to get it twisted. I am not mm-hmm. anti-vax in the slightest. It's just one of those things that like, I'm, I'm unsure. Yes. There's a lot of great research. out. I was unsure, but I was like, and I don't leave the house. Like it's, it's because. I was like, I can, I can wait. I can noodle it over because I'm not leaving the house. I'm very, very rarely having people come over, and if it's a stranger, I'm typically masked up. You know, we're Sam, you know, Sam and I have been very, very safe from mm-hmm. Jump Street. Um, very, very respectful and very understanding of this of this pandemic that we're in. But I was like, I want to leave the house. I want to go to locals. I want to start going to tournaments and things like that again. So I'm going to do what I can to be safe, not just for me, but for the people that I'm around. If I want to go to something like R4 where it's 80 plus people crammed mm-hmm. into a card shop. So it's, you know, it's a, it's doing the right thing finally. And B it's, I want to, I want to get back into going want to be part of a functioning again. society. I, brother, yes, I feel exactly. You. Yeah, of course. For, for the, the easiest way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. So once I finish all that, I probably won't go to locals until I get my cards in and get all that finished. But um, so it'll be a few more weeks, but you know, again, it gives me a chance to get all my cards, get my deck right, and all that good stuff. But I will, I definitely want to get back into it. And again, it's going to be a rebuilding process, from what I understand. It's just Johnny when he can get there, maybe top Sarah, eight. top eight Johnny baby, uh, Ron, Colin still play, Curtis Kang. So it's 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 pretty much just going to be us. Yeah, that's um, a great squad, man. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we'll have plenty of you know the the, the quality games will definitely be there um we just want to make sure that you know we're we're all being safe we're all looking out for each other that kind of thing but i i I don't know um i don't know if they've fired or if they've just gone up there and just played like free play for a little bit yet um again i've been kind of on the outside looking in but i am ready to get back in it get back on the horse jam some uh you know we'll talk about the deck that i'll be playing and of course if anybody who fucking knows me you know know, it's not fire ice final fantasy six because that's you know that's just a that's a deck that I think I'm just going to put together, John. You know, going off on a quick tangent before we get into the old know. one, put like Opus Four the, together. I want to put the Opus Five one together, the one that I had like the really good performances in, mm-hmm. like you know when Comp really started picking up. I think I want to just foil it, just you know, I because I, I, I traded off a few of those pieces. Dude, I want to like love to foil. sit down and play like like our Wolves Den game. Dude, I would love to finally finish it. We'll be like a dude. Yeah, (laughs) it was Opus Five. We'll be like ninety. Just we'll go to Central Park in New York, pull out our (laughs) our 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 decks from that day, and just play the. We've been waiting to do this for seventy years. Who would win? That's right. And then we just both drop dead at the end of it before the (laughs) final turn. We just drop dead. We'll never know, dude. We'll never know. But what I was saying was, I want to get all those pieces again. I want to, you know, the pieces that I, you know, haven't had signed. I want to foil it up and have like people from that era like have the community sign it and yeah. just put it in a box and just put it on a shelf oh, that'd be nice 
yeah, I don't see I don't see playing that deck in a competitive space much anymore unless yeah, they most of those spread out pretty much. Yeah. No, well, unless like because I know Final Fantasy VI in some degree is supposed to be in the next set, mm-hmm. unless they put out some shit that's like, whoa, okay, we can re sleeve lock and do all that. You know, gorgeous art. We'll see. Yeah. <clears throat> But yeah. if you know me outside of Final Fantasy VI, you know what, what fucking revs my engine, and that's a real deck now, so that makes me super fucking happy. Yo, ho, and that's ho, where man. I'll be at. That's right. But, you know, that's yeah, that, that, we're, we're going to get to that, John. Um, but, you know, we need, to, we need to take it back. You know, I called you Anderson Cooper earlier, Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> take your pick. Pick your poison, John. We're about to go behind enemy lines. Deep in the trenches of the war effort, do some investigating journal, investigative journalism. John, where, where, there's, where are we going to go for you to give us the hot scoop, the one that people are just dying to get? Chris, I think that's got to be the news. Oh, my God. The news? I believe it's the news. The news. We're going to go to the news. We're on the case for the news. Oh, man. Could it be... The news. Let's go right to the news. I think it's the news. It's time for news. Could it possibly be? It's the news. The news. Matt, let me. Are you, are you thinking of like something like the news? God damn it, Chris! I think it's the news. And you're right. That's right. It's the news. My God! I've waited all my life for this, Chris, John. It's the news, ladies and gentlemen. It's the news! News, news, news. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck, it's the news. The news. That's why they call it the, the news. The news. The news. Oh, well, mystery solved. It's the news. The news. The news. It's the news. Boy, do we know what that is? The news. The, the news. news. Luminous poo- The news. I think it has something to do with the news. These pitiful mortals will soon know the news. The news. The news. The news. I get ahead of ourselves. Let's not put the cart before the horse. We're going to start off with what we always start off with. You know what that is, Adam? Take a wild guess. You get three guesses and the first two don't count. Uh, the news? Oh, it's the news. From all of us here at the RVA Returners, Thanks for letting us bring you the news for 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more. All right, so starting out here, we're going to begin as we always do. John, you love it. You live it. It's your weekly thing. Go ahead and get on the podium and tell us this Octagon State of the Union. All right, Chris, we've got, let's see, let's get our documents in order here. <clears throat> yes, the Octagon State of the Union, as always, is great, dude. Things have been going Booming. excellently. Absolutely. I think we just wrapped up last week, uh, number 117. Oh, man. I know, I know. Um, we've actually been giving out some really top, top-shelf prizes these last Fuck couple weeks, that. getting ready for R4. Uh, James was actually supplying Foil Aerith Reunion promos. Oh, so, awesome. Yeah, that was really neat. Um, we've been giving those out. Uh, players have been coming out, and we just get a lot of engagement. Uh, you know, it seems like people are really enjoying uh, taking the time on Wednesdays just kind of hang out and still enjoy the community. You know, it's nice to know that, like, the community is still healthy for the game and everything. Yeah. Um, we've been having a great time. Again, uh, anybody who's listening or if you're just jumping in, we actually, Chris, I've been noticing still that like, a lot of new people coming in. 
uh for the weekly we've been having new players almost every week that's awesome yeah people who are joining the discord for the first time who want to get going i love that dude it's really cool um and it's a great time because i think opus 14 is actually a super solid jump off point if you're new to the game yeah i mean yeah exactly Uh, a lot of the decks that are doing well right now are and this isn't to talk down on anybody or anything like that but they're just more like the game plan for them is simplified right and no absolutely absolutely so so it means that um you know you know decks like okoboto's earth wind deck we'll talk about later right like you would never hand a new player like that's just going to take a lot to get through but there are a lot of viable decks right now that Mm -hmm. it's like the lines are pretty clear and yeah some of the plays take time to master but the plan the strategy is straightforward so you know what you're trying to chess it's easy to pick up takes time to master exactly exactly um but yeah so so this has been um really really good uh, past couple weeks uh, a lot of players coming out and playing a lot of interest it's been excellent um mm-hmm. we have been trying to figure out a winner box you know we always do a winner box when there's a new set but it's been difficult to get a box like a sealed box of opus 14 yeah. for like a normal human price so mm-hmm. we're figuring it out i have a box of opus 11 that you see keeping right over here oh i'm staring down the barrel yeah. of it and i'm trying to figure out um what we want to do for that because i can't just have like a free event for that that thing costs me yeah. too much so we'll, mm-hmm. we're trying to puzzle it out but we'd like to do something maybe in september so keep your eye on the usual spaces for that mm-hmm. but if you guys are listening to this if you're a new player if you're interested in playing online the rba returners we host free online weekly tournaments on wednesdays at seven o'clock in our discord we stream those on twitch.tv slash rba snugsy and you can go to that same link to get an invite to the discord and uh, get all that information but yeah, things have been going great, sir. Um, as far as we are going, we're just moving right along in season six. The prize wall currently has um, a lot of different packs of sleeves. You can get some stickers. Mm-hmm. There's some neat stuff up there. I love stickers. Yep, we've been having a lot of promos getting donated this week. We're going to be playing for a full art foil cyan promo, mm-hmm. the samurai promo. So that's pretty sick. Love that. Um, yeah, so come on by, man. Everything's been great on Octagon. Uh, I'm going to awesome. take this moment while we're in the news, actually, to just plug some other online stuff that's going on. Yeah, please. I was uh, going to say, because there's a, there's a lot happening that's right, right now. Yep, so the League of Light just started up Season 2. I'm actually participating this time. Believe oh, it or not, yeah. we're 1-0 so far. Um, Who was your first opponent? Brian Garrity. So I'm already oh, nice. playing what? against some some tough cookies. Well, what'd you play, and what'd you play against, deck-wise? Uh, so I played Monks, and I played against uh, what some affectionately call the Viridian Pile. Okay. Uh, but it's what Ryan Chen was playing in top sixteen this weekend. It's just like a uh, like a value deck. It's like Earth, Wind, Fire. Just like hashtag. I believe good Sam cards. Tool played that at R four as well. Uh, I think he played something that was a little bit more like Mobius related. Okay. Yeah. Um. But Viridian's deck is um, yeah. It's interesting. It's doing you know. It's basically like Terrors recycling Amaterasu as much as possible. Uh, it's mm-hmm. a lot of Garland stuff. Like like just really heavy Garland value. Um, it's a real toolboxy kind of deck. It's pretty cool. Um, so he saw that the weekend. He was interested because you know any kind of like control or like mid range high value player. You see a deck like that, you're like, oh, this is kind of up my alley. Um, yep. But monks just has that. Monks they fucking is, slap. Monks is very explosive these days. I lost game one, uh, and then game two, I like blew up in his face after. You mm-hmm. know how it is with those decks. You have to like get the Amaterasu out of them. So yep. I like. The new Yang is such a scary card because so you don't know what's coming down. Like, it could mm-hmm. be just a two-drop backup. It could be Mott. It could be, like, Ursuline or something else. Yeah. So, like, I play Yang, and I got the Amaterasu out of him, 
Then I had Ursula on the board already, so I swung her into something that was bigger than her, and he's like, okay, block. And I was like, all right, dude, all my eggs are in the fact that I got the one Amateur Asu out of your hand. You don't have a second one. Here we go. And I play Regis. <laughs> nice. And he's like, uh, yeah, no, that's good. And I'm like, all right, cool, Regis. Yang and Ursula come back out. Yang plays this. Ursula gets Sophie out, and it's just like you just uh, restack your yeah. Board. All of a sudden, there's like seven forwards, and I'm triggering Sophie at the end of the turn, and it's like okay. Yeah. Uh, and not to mention, Ursula is gonna just gun down whatever he plays. Yeah. And then game three was uh, was a bit closer, but yeah, I got that one in the end. It was um it was tough, but it was really really good games. I've never had the pleasure of playing against Brian before. You know, oh. familiar with the player, of course. Um, but he's out from the Chicago area, so I have, I have not really gotten a chance to jam. He was on uh, NBA games. He was like Nick and all them. Yep. Yeah. So um, that was great. He's a good player. I loved playing against him. It was a pleasure. And I'm looking forward to more games like that in League of Light. That's kind of why I signed up to and, get to jam against this other cam, players. Right? No, League of Light is Octagon. Okay. Uh, it's run by Matt Rice. And <laughs> all the information for the League of Light is on the Facebook group, the NA page, in the hmm. announcements tab. Um, and then that's like, that's like a weekly schedule your own games type thing for mm -hmm. Octagon, right? So like ours yep. is play it all in one night, like an FNM or like locals. Rice is Octagon, but you schedule it over time. And yep. then the Cure series is the third one you're thinking of. That's White Mages. That starts. That one's webcam. Mm -hmm, that starts this upcoming Monday, and that's webcam. Awesome. Yep. You see, so you play with your real cards. Uh, Cure series Discord. You can reach out to White Mage, or you can find information about <laughs> that in the uh, NA page as well. So yeah, there's three different ways that you guys can join in on these online tournaments right now. If you're mm -hmm. feeling the uh, the competitive fire alight after watching yep. R4 this weekend, uh, those are some yeah. great maybe places a, to jump in. And maybe if enough of us play competitive events, maybe uh, maybe the mothership will listen. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, um, it seems <laughs> like the mothership. Just to take a quick little soldier, like a little tangent here. Sure. Um, they seem to be indirectly supporting some of these events because all of a sudden they're prizing out black triple deck boxes, which is, as far as I understand, only come from Worlds. Yeah, okay, so I'm glad you said that because I noticed that too for the prizing for R4. And we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that when we get to R4. Yeah. But yes, I'm, I'm, I'm actually glad you said that. That's a great... Uh, and I, I will just we'll put say... put a pin in that. I will just say, I understand that we run... Trust me, I understand that we run stuff through a third-party program, right? But I also don't recall anybody saying Square Enix donated these prizes, right? These prizes just appeared anonymously. And I don't think there's, you know, any kind of legal repercussion for something like that. Uh, yeah, well, so, look what happened on accident. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I'd be curious if, uh, if you know, the, that is an option for everybody. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, uh, <clears throat> if you're listening, you know. I, I you know, if if... I found some prizes somewhere. You know, I'd make sure they uh, got to the people. That's all I know. Yeah, that's all. That's all. That's all. That's I'm all trying I to know. Say. Um, but yeah, so so it's been uh, it's been interesting. There's definitely been some more prize support coming in, and there's mm -hmm. even been some engagement in stream uh, for some of these community events. So I'm curious. That's awesome. If uh, if you know things are uh, looking up, we'll see. Yeah, and, yeah, and if that's how it needs to be, baby stepped. Wink, wink, wink. Yeah. I'm okay if that's the direction it needs to go for right now. You yeah. know what I mean? But right now, um, yeah, there are events. They're both fan events and in-person fan events as well. So mm -hmm. you can get in on those online events. We're going to talk about R4 as our main topic here, which was just uh, last weekend. And then uh, coming up in October, actually, this is our last, I think our, oh, no, not our last piece of news, but our last event to talk about. Yeah. Um, Haunted Hotel is coming up in October. Um I will be there, guys. It's going to be in California. I'll be there. Sorry, let me put this caveat in. I will be there assuming it makes sense, like health 
wise and world wise in yeah. October. But things um, are definitely on the cusp right mm-hmm. now, unfortunately. Again. Yeah, but haunted hotel is going to be October sixteenth, seventeenth uh, at the hotel where they have Nats. So that's going to mm-hmm. be pretty sick. Um, and I'm really excited for that, especially after seeing this last weekend. Chris R four had ninety people sign up. Dude, that's there were, awesome. There were eighty. I want to say flat even <laughs> eighty players, I believe. Because yeah. I was I was signed up for the event, but mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, so I'm I, I think actually it was, glad I could commit. It's like eighty or eighty something players that wound up um, actually playing there, Chris. So that's that's a crystal cup. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because you know I I I initially did want to go, but I'm actually glad I couldn't commit because well that was also the weekend we had found out about um mm-hmm. well the weekend before we had found out about yeah, my wife's grandmother time. yeah and then so that weekend we were going to visit her family so yeah I would even if I had paid. You know, I had hotel, whatever. I would have dropped everything to go be with yeah. my wife. Clearly. I mean, same, right? Um, I wound up like moving, so it's like it turns out a major life event's a pretty good reason to not it, go exactly. to the uh, and, tournament. And that's also why I can't go to the haunted mansion in October because that's uh that weekend is literally well, not it's now not just our anniversary weekend when me and my wife are celebrating. That's actually now because my my wife's grandmother was cremated. Mm. And that's actually the weekend her, of her service. Oh yeah, so, so I mean, yeah, of course, so it all lines yeah, up. Yeah, so I've got a very busy weekend that weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that's it for the upcoming events. Uh, if you're interested in haunted hotel, you can find um, haunted mansion. Haunted, haunted, haunted. haunted yeah. You can Disney's find the Eddie haunted Murphy mansion. and details yeah. on uh, the NA group. Uh, I think yep. it's the banner right now, but you can also find information if you go mm-hmm. to the light page or reach out to Greg Cole. So but I know it's going to be a great plugs. time for those who go. Yeah, I can't wait. I'll be there. I'll be doing commentary for them again. That'll be fun. Mm-hmm. That'll be fun. And we'll, and we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that too in a little bit. Um, but as far as the next piece of news, John, we've actually got something really cool. And I want to say this was revealed about a week ago at this point, or maybe two weeks, because it was. I think it was last weekend because I I think I saw it the weekend of our uh, our four. Yeah, right? I want to say it was right before. Actually, I'll tell you exactly when it came out. It came out nine days ago on the twentieth. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit over a week ago. We've got a new starter product, which this one's a little bit different from the last ones they've put out. The last few they've put out have been like the two-player mm-hmm. hero versus villain, whatever kind of battle decks. Whereas this one, I think it's a really neat product. It's a single starter deck, but it's a it's a customizable, it's a build-a-bear starter deck. <laughs> yeah. um, why don't you tell us a little bit more about it, John? Yeah, so this is really interesting because like you said, um, we used to get these starter decks that were like, like what you think of when you think of a starter deck in a game, okay? Yeah. There's three different ones. We're each going to go buy one from the store and then we'll jam yep. them against each other, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and you have a little bit of pride on like which one you picked, right? Which your first yep. one was. Uh, like a starter Pokemon equivalent, right? Um, yep. And they did those for a while. There were uh, three, then two, then another three, then another two. Yeah. Uh, but then they started going into these dual decks. And honestly, pound for pound, these dual decks have way more value in them. Right? Oh, they're so much better. But I do so think it's better. interesting still the like one product with like one deck that like really yeah. focuses on that. So I think this is interesting, point. the custom starter set for 10. What I would really like to see, and you know, I guess this is like a be happy with what you got. I would really like to just see like two or three of these come out like how they used to, like at the same time. Yep. And like you could pick up the 10 one or the six one or the whatever. Yeah. Um, I agree. But, but whatever, I, st- I think this is probably coming out all by itself. Uh, but the mm-hmm. Final Fantasy X custom starter set is this is actually for Opus sixteen, so we're looking at yeah. early next year. So uh, before we forget, the one that's coming soon is the two player starter set Avalanche versus Shinra. Yeah. That was announced in April, and that's coming out in October, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so then after that, the next product will be the Final Fantasy X starter. So anyway, yeah, like you said, 
Um, it's a little bit of a build your own deck. So it comes with an initial deck that's 50 cards. That's mm -hmm. half wind, half water with two of the new light Titus in it. We'll go over what he does in just a second because they did reveal that text. Um, but then it also comes with on the side, 50 other cards, right? It's 24 fire cards that you can use to replace either the 24 wind or the 24 water cards from the main deck, right? So mm -hmm. basically you can take the wind water deck and you can switch it into a wind fire deck or a fire water deck or a wind water deck. Yeah. Um, and then they have assorted extra cards on top of those 24 regular fire ones to swap in. There's, mm -hmm. I would assume these are like advanced cards, right? There's seven yep. fire cards, seven the wind cards. The expert level seal? Yeah, the expert seal. <laughs> There's seven fire cards, seven wind element cards, eight water cards, and then four light slash dark cards. Mm -hmm. um, for the light and dark cards, the way this breakdown works, I'm pretty sure it's just one more of the Titus and then three is Sin, who's going to be the mm -hmm. dark card in this. Um, but yeah, so they, they did list what the starter exclusive cards are across the three elements and then light and dark. Uh, I think it's really neat that they're giving you this like, oh, this is kind of like three decks in one, right? Yeah. And then plus some extra cards. Uh, as far as starter cards go, it's going to have 10 starter cards in it. Yeah. Three copies each. Yeah. So for fire element, and again, we don't know for all of these uh, if they're like forwards or backups. We only know for four cards, and I'll mention them when we get to them. Mm -hmm. But for fire element, there's going to be a new Jekt, a new mm -hmm. Bahamut, which is a summon, yep. and a new Braska. Uh, for the wind element is going to be another Yuna, and she's a forward, and Lulu, we don't know. Then for water element is going to be Orin, Riku, mm -hmm. and Waka. Then light element is Titus, and he's a forward, and dark element is Sin, who's also a forward. Cool. Um, and then we did get information on the Titus. So Titus is a three-drop light card, EX burst, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, job guardian, category 10. The cost required to cast Titus is reduced by one for each category 10 forward you control. And his EX burst and second does that ability, say it can not be? Does it say it can be reduced to zero? It doesn't say that it must cost anything. Yeah, it can be reduced to zero. Yeah, if you had That's three Final Fantasy ten forwards out, it is a little tricky because they have to be forwards. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you had three forwards out, he's free. Uh, then his EX burst is when Titus enters the field, you may search for one card name Jack, card name Yuna, or card name Waka and add it to your hand. And uh, and then when Titus attacks, all the forwards you control gain plus two thousand power until the end of the turn. So that's kind of nice because basically uh, he's protected a little bit to give everybody that anthem because he swings and becomes a nine. So yep. chances are he's like trading with something. He does not mind trading with something because he's just not a light card that comes in for cheap and searches for stuff. Yep. He actually reminds me a lot of like the Zidane. Remember the Zidane that got like cheaper if you had another nine forward out? I yeah, feel like yeah, that's yeah, the, often, the light one. Yeah, I feel like that's often going to be Titus, right? He's going to be like, oh, I have one, one other two. Final Fantasy Ten character out, so I'm just going to pay two for him. I'm yep. going to go get another card. Okay, now he's like the 7k, right? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, there's uh, no if, ands, or buts. This Titus is very, very good in a deck where there is a relevant Yuna, Jekt, or Waka. Uh, we'll yep. have to see what the new ones look like because I don't mm -hmm. know that this Titus is like good enough with what we currently have. Maybe, you know, the nice thing, searching the Yuna is pretty cool because yep. we see people do like pain just to search for Yunas as far as getting the backups, right? Um, mm -hmm. It's interesting. Uh, you know, we'll see. But it's a while. I think it until could be fun up. in the the YRP, like mm -hmm. the the six drop Yuna, the Riku and the Pain forwards, the yeah. ones that kind of have the built in protection. That'd be cool. Pay him for one, get the Yuna. There's some neat things you get. I like that card. I think it's neat. Yeah, it is deck. definitely a good card, and I'm interested yeah. to see. Um, I think a lot of these characters, specifically uh, Braska. Remember, not Braska's final Leon, just Braska. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, specifically, Braska, Lulu, Orin, 
and uh, Waka, like, really just need good cards. Yeah. <laughs> so there's like one good Waka, and that's the, the backup the anthem. Yeah, like the the anthem, anthem, which could you know has nothing to do with Waka. It could literally be. It does not matter what the card is named. It's just good because it's the anthem. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I, I think those guys. I mean, same thing for Lulu for Lightning Ray, but that doesn't really count exactly. as like a good Lulu card to me because it has nothing to do with the category or anything. Exactly. Um. But yeah, I think it's a really cool, really cool product. So, and what I think will be really cool is I hope. And I, and this, I mean, this probably takes a little bit of design finesse, Ooh. but I would like to see the different iterations like play distinctively differently. Like I would love to see the wind fire iteration of this deck be more aggressive. Maybe yeah. the wind water one be a little more mid range. Maybe the fire water one be a little more controlly or something. Right. So as if you're a new player, you can come in, pick up this starter deck. And maybe if you're new to card games in general, Maybe find your play style. Yeah, which I, I like think that. would be really that's neat. Actually, yeah, like like uh, oh, it has aggro, mid range, and control. Like that's probably so yeah. impossible to balance out all three. If of that's those, what I'm but, saying. It would take a lot yeah. of design finesse, but you could easily do like aggro and mid range yeah. easily. I think that um, that it's like it's really interesting to give players this. Like you don't have to go buy more cards to try and add to your deck. Because think about, I mean, we joked about beginner and advanced, right? But that's yeah. really what it was, right? It was beginner mm-hmm. was you went and you got a starter deck. And advanced was like, oh, you can buy packs to add into the deck. But remember when you're like, okay, I think I'm pretty advanced. And you've got like whatever, you've got your Zap starter deck, which mm-hmm. has Psychic and Lightning Pokemon cards in it. And then you go and you uh, and you open a pack and you're like, well, my foil was fire. And there's like yep. one Psychic dude in the deck and he's like, that's just a basic ghastly. Like, I'm not going to... No. You know, it's like, and then you feel like you opened a pack that didn't do anything for your starter deck, right? So you yep. actually have to open a lot of packs to actually have a tool set that you can use mm-hmm. to swap cards in in any real amount into your starter deck. So this yep. is really cool because it gets people kind of, it's like baby's first deck building like kit. Yep. It's like a, it's like a... When you go we, buy we, any we, of the we craft need this kits. product endorsed by the foreman himself. Can we get <laughs> can we get what Ryan Galloway's like face with the uh, with the hard hat like on the corner of this box? Yeah, I just think it's really neat. It's um it like promotes people being creative, having yeah. like oh well I like to play it this way. You yes, know, and things that, like that. that's exactly what mm-hmm. I was getting at. That's yeah. so fucking cool. A really good idea. Good product design. Yeah. I agree, and I hope. I hope it sells well, and I hope it's a good enough. Because I mean, again, we we talk about how the the game is attracting a lot of new players. This is a great product, and yeah, the dual decks are great too. Especially when you've got you know you live in a house with a significant other, a roommate, a friend, a spouse, whatever. Um, having a two deck product is great just for a nice out of the box experience. Yeah, but I think this is a great product for somebody who does not just want that out of the box experience. Because I think you could buy two of these and have an infinite amount of play, you know, different play experiences playing against each other. Cause I could play John, I could open up a box, you know, maybe you and I should do that. Like we should both buy one and neat. stream you and I playing the different variations of the I would deck. Do that just, and just, yeah. I would just to be like, all right, cool. Yeah. Also, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that'd be neat. And that's something, you know, again, it's both people buy one. I like the fire water loadout. I'm going to play that. Well, the wind water one's pretty <laughs> good too. You know, like I think it just creates a lot of really neat play experiences that can Dude, be reused. I want to do that same thing with this Avalanche versus Shinra deck because I know you're all about them Turks. I, I, I know. fucking love Turks, and, and, and I'm right down now, to do that. There is currently a viable Lightning Ice FF7 deck. 
I'll talk to you about that later. I know. I know that that, that piqued your, your interest. Yeah, that, I don't care for Final Fantasy VII, but if right. I can play, if I can jam some Reno, Rude, Elena, and Rufus yeah. into something, you, well, right. not only do you have my curiosity, you have my attention. You don't like Final Fantasy VII. That totally tracks with you liking the Turks, right? Because the Turks are just trying to fuck up the antagonist. Like, you're just like, I hate these dude. other characters, dude. I just want to ruin their day. And so I'm Team Turks, dude. I want I, them to just all capture Aerith and end the story. <laughs> That's, just, That's right. Hashtag I want to help Shinra find the promised land, brother. Right? That's right. <laughs> That's right. Dude, Shinra did nothing wrong. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that might be the name of the episode, John. Hashtag Shinra did Shinra nothing did nothing wrong. wrong. Yeah, uh, I know that you're really into the the fire, or sorry, the uh, the lightning ice Turk, or just the lightning Turk stuff. Yeah, I, I just I love those cards, and I was more bummed when, because I love the mono lightning build that had them and, like, the King's Glaive. So I was like, that's a purple deck for me. That's my style. Then, like, lightning switched gears literally with lightning and it's like oh this a purple deck anymore. for me indeed yeah but i but yeah so anyway product. i'm really excited for that new product uh and that's going to be again opus 16 that's going to be the beginning of next year but yeah. uh i'll tell you like we said earlier man uh it's september like in two days uh i can't believe Gee, where how this fast year time go? is going yeah man well the same place 2020 went you know how last year we talked about how like things that you think are a year ago were actually two years ago now yeah. it's like these things were so long ago that it's almost irrelevant. Like, like, oh yeah, the last Nats, dude. The last Nats was in 2019. Any cards that were slung or things that were done at the last Nats is actually just don't irrelevant. fucking matter. They're totally irrelevant yeah. by today's standards. So it's weird how long we've been in this. Um, yeah, like literally the last in-person event I played in, John, mm -hmm. was Reunion Two. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were talking about Reunion Two quite a bit last night because people were like, I think that was at R three. Wait, no, that was R two. <laughs> Turns out, like you know, most people didn't. Well, not most people didn't, but R three was only like thirty people, I think, and yeah. R four was like eighty plus. So yeah, big difference. And wasn't R two what like sixty, seventy, something like that? I want to say R two was more. Maybe R two was like a nineties something. Yeah, it might have been. R one was like ninety something too. We were in the back of that store. It was a lot. Oh, dude, it was a little warm. A little, a lot of CrossFit happening next door. And it's funny you say like stuff's irrelevant. Like I, I top eight it with Waft. Like, yeah. That, yep. deck, that deck just, like, immediately disappeared, like, shortly thereafter, right? Yeah, man, we've been talking about WAF just, uh, I was also talking about that last night. Dude, and this is, I, I don't know if you guys did this at your locals, this is new to me, this is incredible, by the mm -hmm. way. After locals, because our locals is, like, 6pm, mm -hmm. after locals, everybody goes to a bar. That's like, the best. At the same bar the every single best. week to just get drinks and have food. Yeah. And then we just sit there and we talk shop, bro, it's fucking great. Yeah. This is Camaraderie. Great. Come, come to Raleigh. Join our locals. Dude. This locals is dude, I might have to. I might have to come down there. Like, well, I mean, shit. Well, the weekend I come down and visit, we're Absolutely. definitely going to locals. Yeah, well, one hundred percent. Yeah, if, when you come to hang out, when anybody comes to hang out, uh, locals is such a good time for like visitors yep. to join in and come. Yeah, but anyway, enough of that, Chris. Uh, you know, there there was another event. As we're talking about R twos and R ones and R threes. That's right. Not well, to there steal was a, the uh, host slot from you here, but I'm no, segueing right ahead. into R four. Yeah, absolutely. So this was uh this was R four to the Lunar Conflict, the fourth in the reunion series, John. It took place at Legendary Wolf Games. Big shout outs to, you know, Miles Tyler, Shane Duckworth. Those guys always put on a fantastic event um out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um, beautiful store. I I, I have yet to go, but I've seen all kinds of interior videos and you know, if, if you don't like Miles and Shane, then you know, you need to go back and reevaluate your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, um, it was really fun. So I, I actually did commentary for the event with yeah. Jared Scott Walters and White Mage from the comfort I love, of my home. Yes, and I love I love that aspect. We had an in-person event with mm -hmm. uh, live via satellite commentary. 
That's right. And I'll tell you, we didn't skip a beat, man. Uh, I might as well yeah. have been sitting there because if I'm sitting there doing commentary, I'm watching the same way I'm watching here, right? I'm just, mm -hmm. Even though I'm in person, I'm watching through a screen, yeah. through a camera, the game. Yep. So it's really the same, except now I'm engaged with chat like on a different level and I don't have to do the production and all this stuff, like which and I'm no kind of used to doing from home. I, yeah, I, you know, that was an option. I was pantsed up, you know, mm, for the record, loose. but you know, real loose, yeah, but okay. It. I'll allow I it. it. Uh, I was on cam and everything. So, you know, you never know. There's going to be a little, like, oh, oh. Yeah, the camera could <laughs> fall forward. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it was a really good time. The production Mohawk Mike is the guy who did the production for that. I guess he did the mm -hmm. last one too. Incredible really really easy to work with really well done uh it was a lot of fun doing the commentary with the other guys you know we didn't butt heads or anything at all it was just nice and easy mm -hmm. um you know i i am very practiced at this ship by now whether or not oh, i yeah. ever wanted to be um so it's just like doing the wednesday night stream it's just like doing like honestly it was less screen time less uptime than some of the tournaments i've run myself on the weekends so it was mm -hmm. great um it was a really fun event to cast it was the first Opus 14 event, and the meta was largely undefined. Yeah. Um, I think that if you had been paying attention and you had been playing in the Octagon RBA Returners Weekly, and I'm sure mm -hmm. other places as well, I'm just saying I know for a fact because that's where I was paying attention. Mm -hmm. um, I think you could have called this. I think I told people I told people to expect Monks and Versdale, uh, and the aggro was going to be very prevalent. Uh, mm -hmm. So I didn't specifically name Doga, right? But uh, Doga falls into that category of just, like, it's the aggressive version mm -hmm. of Sophie, right? It's, like, the aggro version of Sophie decks. And I know mm -hmm. that I, we have to explain a little bit of these to you uh, as we get into all that. Yeah, but... and we'll definitely do that. But also, I didn't want to interrupt you, but I oh, also felt really bad. I don't want to discount the other half of this event collaboration. You know, how can I forget to give a shout-out to James and Kayla Lockwood oh, of yes, Cards sorry, of Evilise? Yes. How rude of me. Um, you can, you can push me into a busy street next time I see you, James. Dude, James has been an incredible supporter yes. for the RBA weekly. He has Absolutely. given out a lot of awesome promos and prizes. Mm -hmm. I know that I shouted him out a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Octagon mm -hmm. weeklies, but yeah, um, really we, we shout out and plug in special thanks to cards of evil East all the time because really, mm -hmm. um, he, he does so much for the game and he really does a lot to support us. So we want to do what we can to support yeah, him. Absolutely. And people now, John, are lucky let's... that somebody like him and Miles, you know, they, they care a lot and that yeah. they want to put something like this together. Yeah, and they're they're two for two on solid events. Mm -hmm. you, know, you can't argue with it. Yeah, James now, is four for four on solid events. Yeah, yeah, he is he is batting a thousand. Yeah. That's for damn sure. That is for damn sure. Um and you know well, I don't know. What am I trying to say here, John? I, I guess I just I kinda wanna dive into these decks. Let's you know, let's first. I mean let's talk. I mean let's I give a shout out to the and that's all right. Well, let's give a shout out to the winner, uh, Cody uh, Cody Jakovitz. Yes. Am I saying that right? Right. I believe so. Um, and, you know, I'm not too terribly familiar with him. I know he's out of uh, St. Louis. I know he um, he's not one of Cody's locals, or maybe he is, but I know they're you know around. The, when I say Cody, I mean Cody Snodgrass, who was also mm -hmm. top four of this event. Um, congratulations to him. Um, the hair. Yeah. Um, it looks like he won with some sort of uh, and is this this may be the Doga deck yeah, that you're talking about. Deck. Yep. And we'll yes, dive sir. into that, but congratulations to him. Played against Matt Okimoto in the finals, and I know you touched on his deck a little bit as well, being this value pile. Uh, we'll dive into that in a minute. But, I mean, John, when we look at these top – maybe we look at the names on this top 16. Mm -hmm. it, 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 I mean, it's a rogues gallery. It is a it is <laughs> a group of killers. And 
then if you go a little further back, like if you look at the bubble, yeah. the bubble was just as stacked. Also terrifying. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Like just a, a couple names on the bubble. You had Nick Chanel, Irving Diaz. Um, I want to say, oh man. Um, I know we can't like go back and look at the. Oh my God. Anymore. Who was it? There was, um, oh my God. I'm, I'm, I feel so bad. Cause like, these are like names like, oh, how'd that person not make top 16? Um, Oh my god, I feel like such a shithead. I, so I really so this is why you don't start listening names, right? Muhammad, right? Muhammad I, 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 think, I think yeah, yeah. Muhammad, yeah. There were a lot of players. So the yeah. thing is they got rid of the bracket, so like we can't mm-hmm. see what the bubble was, but I know that we had it up the it other was day. And yeah. Because I, I you know, it's one of those tournaments where you look at the top sixteen after the top sixteen. I think Lopez was on the bubble yeah. too. Jesus, yep. former national champ on the bubble. God damn. Yeah. Like if you got rid of the first uh sixteen players, right? And then put the next sixteen in, I would just believe, I'd have believed that, that it. was top sixteen too. Yeah. yeah I'd have exactly. totally believed it. One hundred percent. And that's a, it was a really tough event. We kept talking about that all day, just like a room full of killers. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like you said, this top sixteen was this was uh we were watching multiple like world's level matches and the cut. It was hard because I wanted to watch almost every table, you know? They were like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to miss any of these games. You know, I don't want to miss any of KP's or Chocobo Joe's or Ryan Chen's games mm-hmm. through Top Cut. These are just going to be really solid games. Cody, you know, Oki, all these players, yeah. you know that these guys are going to put on, like, those games where people just play out of their minds. Dude. They just play yeah. these, like, really advanced lines, and they're playing really, really interesting decks. But also, it's fun to see uh, the up-and-comers, man, sometimes, too. Absolutely. You, you know, you like the David versus Goliath type situations where you want to mm-hmm. see. You want to see, uh, I think that's also really inspiring for players. Like, oh man, like, okay, I could take these people out too, you know. Absolutely. I I just have uh, the right deck, the right day, play well. And speaking of the decks, man, I have my little notes here. This is my from the day of, right? Where I wanted a breakdown for myself of of the decks. So we had four Doga, go ahead. You're trying to. No, 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 please, go ahead. Go go ahead. We had four Doga decks, Mm -hmm. three Veristale decks. Two mm-hmm. monk decks, and then after that, man, is all one-offs, which is actually pretty, pretty diverse for a top yeah. sixteen of an event. So four Doga, three Veristel, two monks. We had one that was like the uh, the Mobius deck that Sam Tool was playing. Mm-hmm. We had one Samurai, one Mono Fire that was not Samurai. That's what Shane Duckworth was on. Mm-hmm. We had uh, Earth Wind that was being mm-hmm. Okamoto. Earth Wind Fire was Viridian. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, Ryan Chen. And then Sophie Bunavels was actually one of the decks in the final two by Tom Sherrard. And the one mm-hmm. that I didn't mention, Chris, is I where I want to start, John, because I, I have waited nine. John, <laughs> I have waited nine sets for this. If we go back and listen to like episode three and four, I'm like, John, fucking Sky Pirates are going to, or I'm, me and Adam Lane, I'm like, Adam, I think Sky Pirates can be a deck. Dude, the, and I was the singing that commentator, fu- Brian Berkeley himself, bringing Dude, Sky I was Pirates. dying on, I've been dying on that hill for nine sets, and now it is finally come to fruition chris when we played the last time uh, we were jamming at, at our picnic table uh-huh uh and you were playing that sky pirates build against me and you, you were using the um the balthier from last set yeah. and i was like wow this balthier actually is really good like just the implications of like being able to block and mm-hmm. with him and then kind of tap him into his own effect to pump yeah. and like yeah the haste on the light bomb is pretty crazy too but just like all these things as like, wow he's so good they're so close and then this yeah. new von came out and when Fuck, I did dude. my first reveal of this, like I did kind of like a, a hot take, like day one, literally all the cards came out and I just read them and like said what I thought about them. And I said, I just don't think this is it yet. It's not like a Tenzin or Cyan level payoff for Sky Pirates. And it's mm-hmm. really not. 
But the thing is, he's so efficient. He's just like this engine. He's like this yeah. nucleus to the Sky Pirate efficiency engine, where all oh of a sudden Vaughn can like search for three different two drop backups if you want it. You know, or sorry, I think it's two two drop backups. Yeah, and then Fran two different two drop forwards. Yeah, you could get Fran and Tomaj, or you can do the Fran Legend forward. He could also just get Elza, which just puts a yep. body in play and draws you a card. Because I think it's two or less. Philo, yeah, Philo with haste and the yeah. So just for the pressure, and then kites is this guy who you can tap into the Balthier effect, and then mm -hmm. also pop him for this like mm -hmm. pseudo five k pump. And all of a sudden, like there's a lot more action on the board, mm -hmm. and where they struggle was like this card advantage, right? These are slow cards that don't do anything like nutty, right? Mm -hmm. But Vaughn, because he tutors, puts a thing into play, and then activates all of your backups. Vaughn creates this insane value train where it's like it's worth like me owning Vaughn to play him again, and, and he creates these storm esque turns. Well, right, and then yeah, exactly, and then and not only that, John, like, and you know, he also has this kind of layer of like almost like he's daring your opponent to touch your Sky Pirate forwards mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you start you get to untap what two backups? Yeah, yeah. So it's like cool, I can. Not only, and, and then if you're playing the no-no backup from Opus 10, you know, there's more value. Like, mm -hmm. he just, cre he, I think you hit the nail right on the head saying he creates these really Storm-esque turns and can really open that all back up mm -hmm. if you start to, if you try to take him or any other Sky Pirate off the board. Yeah, um, and, and it's almost like what you have to do these days, or right now, this is where we are, is mm -hmm. it's like presenting like three or four bodies and going, what are you going to do about it? Right, mm -hmm. and Sky Pirates just because it's like okay, you play the Vaughn. Let's say he plays like you've got backups down. Right, let's say you're on four backups. Right, you tap four backups. You play the Vaughn. You play a two drop forward that draws you a card. Then you untap your four backups. Then you tap your four backups to play Balthier. Then you play another two drop or less forward. Mm -hmm. Right, and then you're just like okay, here we go. Now two of these guys are coming in this turn because maybe Balthier played the Philo, yep. and then you tap Balthier oh. and the other right, and then Vaughn comes in, and it's just like. Wait, like... Well, and again, too, John, keep in mind, if you have the no-no backup, oh, you're yeah, still yeah. untapping more backups yeah, during all of yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. yeah and it, it just really gets uh, out of hand. Insane. Yeah, and then the Vaughn is cool, too, because with the way that Kites works, is Kites is like that trigger that happens when Vaughn comes into play, and you mm -hmm. can pay two wind. And the way that Vaughn happens is when he comes into play, you do the thing and then activate the backups. Yep. You just pay into the Kites off that. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, then Kites, is, it makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Yeah, he's a free body at this mm -hmm. point. Yeah, I think that it's a uh, it's a really fun deck too. I've been playing it. I got beat by it in locals yesterday, and I had it in my bag, you know. So it's like everybody in the room is like uh, excited about it too, you know. It's like you can oh, tell man. people have been waiting for the Sky Pirates, man. Yeah. And it also well, just and, takes and advantage of a lot of the other new wind water pieces. Absolutely, and that's kind of where I wanted to start because uh, you know, again, like I said, I've been out of the loop. Um, as soon as I saw Vaughn, I was like, that's a really good, efficient card for mm -hmm. a Sky Pirate. Not You don't have to go full full goober on the Sky Pirate engine, right. but like even on the mo in the most like rudimentary sense, it's like him and Elza is basically free. Yeah, and um, Elza's got the EX draw card. Just exactly. Good. Yeah, and, and then you have the friend like, uh, like, what's the guy with the, I know you'll know, dude, the guy mm -hmm. with the uh, eye patch. Oh, Rickon. Yeah, Rickon and Raz, right? Raz. Mm -hmm. they, yeah. they they just don't make the cut, right? Like we don't even mess nope. with that. Um, and then it's like cards like Kites and Philo are like one. <laughs> yep, exactly. Because yeah. Philo can just close out a game. You can Vaughn Philo. He's got haste. Go win the game, essentially. Mm -hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And but then like the real value comes is when you can 
fix your colors on your backup line because you can either grab Fran backup, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with playing, though I think playing the Fran backup in this case, in this in these particular builds that are current, makes so much more sense than playing the Legend forward. The Legend just because forward just really needs even more Sky Pirates to it, be on the field. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when they get there, that'll be fine, mm -hmm. but they're not there. Yeah. But Bond coming in, playing a two-drop backup, untapping it so you can tap it again to play something, and the fact that you have one in each of the two colors. You have Tomaj and you have Fran. Mm -hmm. So between, just off of one Vaughn, and then you, you know, then you throw in cards like Mion or Althea, you know, or even the, um, the new backup, Luzef. Luzef uh, is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, which, you know, you create these really neat turn sequences where one Vaughn gets you so much value. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's kind of, like you said, that is the engine of the deck. And you surround it by these other new pieces. And tell me a little bit more. Again, this is where I haven't done a whole lot of looking. Sure. Talk to me about the Primal Package. We're playing three Leviathan. And these, and again, Berkeley has some differences in his list, but the, the core of the deck is the same. You're playing, you know, you're playing the Kites, the Philo, the Elza. You're playing the, the Opus 3 Zidane to steal a card. You're playing Wind Yishtola. You're playing those staples. Ball you're theory. playing... From last yeah, set. You're playing... Opus 13 Ball Theory, you're playing the Opus 12 Legend Yuna, which I think is really neat to create some some pressure, and because you've got a lot of team attack options mm -hmm. here, just drawing more cards. But and then you're playing the um the 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 Dark Prince who um <laughs> sternly got, uh, th yeah this guy does something real stupid for this deck. I got to read him real quick because I remember seeing him like, oh that makes so much sense. So of course, oh, yeah, this he, guy he just gives is, all your fucking dudes brave. Yeah, he's kind of the story of like. He is very much part of uh, the format right now. This guy is mm -hmm. absurd because of his action ability. Yeah. His action ability just turns your discard pile into like multiple activations of dealing mm -hmm. a forward seven thousand damage or like pumping your entire board by four k with Brave. Yeah. So it's just like, um, the thing is because it's an action ability on Stern Leonis. Like mm -hmm. when they play Stern, you can't ever come out on top. Like you can have a Mist Dragon. It doesn't matter. You have to do it like before him. Right, because yep. once he comes out, you're like, uh, Mist Dragon. They're like, okay, cool. In response to Mist Dragon, I'll remove my whole break zone and kill mm -hmm. him, kill him, kill him. Yep, it's crazy, dude. He's him and Mashery, which we'll talk about when we get to the Doga deck, because mm -hmm. you, that's a resource that you're really not paying for, right? It's yep. it's it's like the freest possible sense mm -hmm. <laughs> of. And I think that's so book. neat. Yeah, um, and it, it gets really gross when there's like two of these guys parked across the table from each other. But yeah, no, absolutely. And then, and that's the ability, can... of course, is that he reduces all characters by one or four. Exactly. And which, which is huge when yeah. you're, when you're playing these two and one cost bodies or, mm -hmm. you know, so it really makes the deck more efficient than it already is. But then you're also, where it also helps is your top end is this primal package. Of course, primals being introduced into this, um, into this set. And we're, it looks like we're running three of the Bismarck, three of the Leviathan, and then one of the Garuda. John, walk me through these primals. Um, I Leviathan, the Leviathan to me seems like, again, I'm very much on the outside looking in, at mm -hmm. least at this deck. Um, Leviathan seems like a super massive tempo play. Yeah. And Bismarck just seems like a, like the push the advantage play. Yeah. So Bismarck is a card that I'm, I'm still after this weekend, kind of a little bit waiting to be sold. Like, he, he mm -hmm. creates these crazy loop and like keep using your advantage over and over. And I, mm -hmm. I hesitate to use the phrase. I don't want to say he's like win more or anything like that. I don't think it's like mm -hmm. that. I just think that um, maybe not all these decks need need to be doing the Bismarck stuff as much. Mm -hmm. um, but Bismarck here, the idea is you see that we have three Chocobo summons, right? Yep. 
they return our forwards. So things like Elza, Zidane, and especially Vaughn, right? Mm -hmm. These cards are really good to just keep replaying, like reusing, especially with all the value stuff we have going on. Um, mm -hmm. So uh, Bismarck can return one of your cards to your hand. And Bismarck's best targets here are going to be like Typhon and Mion, or yep. maybe the Vaughn, or Zidane, right? And mm -hmm. the idea is like, oh, if you can say, like, let's just say as a floor, right? I can use Zidane every turn. That's mm -hmm. pretty gross, right? So yep. you put this Bismarck down, and Bismarck becomes this threat of like, if you don't get rid of him, and he's very easy to feel like you don't have to get rid of, because, mm -hmm. well, he's just sitting there. Well, he's just sitting there. He's like Yoshi. He's yeah. just sitting there. He's just sitting there. Um, but even his, his last ability, where you dull an active win forward to deal forward 2,000, can be pretty relevant mm -hmm. um, as far as like trading up on blocks and and just some removal when you're going to reactivate your guys. So, mm -hmm. um, but anyway, Bismarck is basically here to just stick them on the board and return your value pieces to hand to just make sure your next turn always has this action, right? So it's like yep. just think about oh, I'll return Mion to my hand at the end of turn. Wow, it's great. I'm going to start my next turn by like reusing one of these forwards like Zidane or something, like drawing this card off Mion, or I'm going to redo Vaughn stuff. It's just like again another just really big value piece in the deck right mm -hmm. um garuda is something that i actually think maybe i would see these players uh, tweaking the deck to maybe put another garuda and garuda and leviathan both function as your spot removal right because yeah sky i was pirates gonna say garuda gets dick. a big body yeah sky pirates can't do anything about getting rid of forwards right mm -hmm. so it needs some help and that's where you get three typhon right uh mm -hmm. garuda and the leviathans so yep. garuda breaks a 9k and then oftentimes they have to kind of play something to deal with her that like mm -hmm. lets you draw that card yep. right or is really inefficient for them so she's feels pretty good to kind of stick down to get rid of one of their threats um and then leviathan of course like you said leviathan's a huge tempo play yeah it costs yep. nine but you're like i get rid of your backup i put this forward back into your hand and yeah you give them like four cp right but you just walk them back all that time Right, and you and nuke a guy for nine k, or you for reduce each a guy thing you by return. Nine. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, I'll kill that, and I'll kill that, and then if they try to like do something to your Leviathan, you know, um, if you have like Althea up and you Althea your oh. Leviathan back to your hand, Althea'ing Leviathan is two more nine k's. There's yep. two things returning, right? Um, yep. Bismarck, if Le you know, and then now we get into magical Christmas land, right? If Bismarck and Leviathan are both just sitting there in play on your side of the field, I mean, you've already, mm -hmm. you've already won, right? But of yep. course, Bismarck returns something to hand. You draw a card on Bismarck, Leviathan triggers minus 9k on that. But what yep. you see here is a lot of redundant effects, right? You just have cards that have powerful effects that uh, reward you for returning things to your hand and replaying them. Mm -hmm. And then all of the Sky Pirates, pretty much just by what they do, what Vaughn does is he rewards you for replaying him, right? Zidane yep. rewards you for replaying him. Um, and yeah, you just, it's value, 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 value. Yep. And then you've also got some great value in the backups here too. Mm -hmm. Not to be confused with Walmart brand, but <laughs> you know, you, you've got the, the Sarah into Fiona Althea opener to fix your colors right off the bat. Um, Fiona in this deck just seems absurd after a Vaughn play. Yeah. Um, and or then like if they target your guy, you untap two backups and it's like half yep. your cost. Yeah, exactly. So like, the backups seem very efficient, and of course, Luzef, I think, is just a great backup mm -hmm. in general. I love the back attack, and again, also great uh, coming off the heels of Avon. Um, so, and then you've got Chocolate, who can, like, you know, you're untapping, you can put, you know, counters on, draw mm -hmm. cards. So, like, and then you have the small Sky Pirate backup to, you know, if you need Vaughn to help fix your colors more, you've got that option. Mm -hmm. um, so, the backup line just seems just butter smooth. 
Um, you know, and you've got Pinello, you've got the EX Pinello, at least in this list. So you can search out the Vaughn, or if you take some early damage, then you can get the Vaughn off the burst. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? There's yeah. a lot of really neat stuff happening in that backup line. Yeah, and, and you know that there's the two new FF12 backups. So like there are yep. variants of the deck that'll do like uh, Mirren and Jote, mm -hmm. which also search for like this Fran backup and have like yep. a uh, kind of like a Norse Stalin feel to them. Like you'll see mm -hmm. this deck, it's like so good at building these backups and getting this efficiency that he's just not even doing that and he's not even mm -hmm. playing uh, Norse Stalin, right? Yep. Like only the Sarah because you want to get the water down and she'll just get the Althea who you're going to be searching with Norse Stalin anyway, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like, we actually end up in this color combination that has so many ways to search other backups between FFCC, the Sarah's stuff, and Sky Pirates. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it really works well. It's, it does run, like you said, buttery smooth. Yeah, it run, revs my engine, that's mm -hmm. for sure. Like I said, I've been waiting nine, uh, nine sets for a meta-playable Sky Pirate deck. Um, now, granted, I did see there is a card that is running around in some decks that just completely just takes the fucking wood to it and that's uh we talked about it uh the but to counteract that like you said also early before we were started recording that this card is just shit against other decks and that's the shuyin the light legend uh shinryu um shinryu yeah, yeah shinryu yeah, yeah. that yeah. that card shits on this deck but yeah. it, i feel like it's not good against literally the rest of the meta there are, well some some stuff it's like it's insane against uh some decks just in general right mm -hmm. it's good in certain situations if your opponent happens to have like oh a couple threes and some sixes out right like that's good value mm -hmm. because sticking it in play and getting its activation is gross i mean we saw okamoto yeah. play it against somebody and we literally watched him draw eight cards yeah. off of that ability like how, you can't win that game if he has 16 cp over you you know yep. uh, he would have to be really really mismanaging his budget <laughs> to yes. uh to not come out on top in that one um but yeah there it's certainly uh its effectiveness varies a lot yeah and like i said we watched in berkeley's top 16 match where that card just took the wood to him yeah like it, it cleared his board pretty much every time yeah like i think he lost von and garuda to it right yeah it, it kills like von and garuda and then it just starts drawing cards and like wiping yeah, and... the field and it's even worse because it also hits Leviathan if yeah. that's on the board too. Mm -hmm. It's just like it hits all of your like beaters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, real big value play against this deck. Yeah, but you know, covering the other one of Jean, we can go. We can move right into Samurais if we want to. Like this is one um, there because there's a couple new cards in this uh, in this list. Uh, Susano being kind of the kind of the big one that I see that like mm -hmm. that seems like it's a, just a mono red staple. Um, and this list also looks like it was running one Shinryu, um, and the new Garland as well. Mm -hmm. And new Samurai. Yeah. Yeah, so um, for Samurais, obviously they got a new Samurai, so yep. you just see, boom, three of that. Um, that Samurai is kind of like what we've been seeing with the Monks and mm -hmm. the Dragoons lately, where they just get a better standard unit, so you can kind of upgrade some of the yep. old ones, or just add more for critical mass of the right yep. job. Um, this guy, he gets, you know, a 9k with Brave is nothing to shake a stick at when you're just looking to stick some more of these guys on the board. But also yep. his second ability, um, if you do have seven Samurais in your break zone, he comes in and deals uh, 9k to something. So it's kind of yeah, wild. That's beefy. Yeah, but um, yeah, you see the Shinryu in there because um, I, I think this is interesting. I think that you really could go either way. Maybe the Shinryu is in here because they were just trying it because of some matchups that they were sure. running into. I think that Stern in this deck, again, is just disgusting. Uh, yep. Spot 
like hitting something for 7k in a fire deck that you know cares about these damage packets reducing the cost on all the samurai shit by one yeah. uh yeah just some of these i you know but again i haven't tested samurais i'm just interested to see the shinryu i don't know that shinryu helps maybe it's uh it's more about helping with certain matchups than it is with helping the deck do what it wants to do right yeah no so, absolutely so that's a meta call that honestly this player might have been way more correct about than me i haven't been yeah. testing the deck but um, I think that as far as things that you will see in every Samurai deck that have been added into it is that new Samurai, and like you said, the Suzano, and uh, Garland in general, probably just a good mm -hmm. pick and anything that's got fire in it. And we know that the Samurai deck already has a lot of backups that break for things like removal. They're mm -hmm. just kind of adding on top of you know that being a good strategy. Also, Garland is just very good with Suzano, so let's talk about both of those cards real quick. Suzano is yep. going to be in pretty much anything with red cards in it these days. Board wipes are at a premium right now because of swarmy strategies like we're going yep. to talk about in a lot of the decks here. Um, but also decks like Sky Pirates, right? So Suzano comes in, you take one of your backups and sack it, and then he deals 9,000 damage to everything um, yep. except himself. And it's a RFG if he kills them. So the nice thing about his damage ability is Garland just says he doesn't take any damage from abilities, right? And Garland also lets you draw a card when you put it back up in the break zone. So yeah. if Garland's on the field and you play Suzano, your board wipe turns into, like, instead of, oh, no, I lost a backup. It's like, draw a card, keep two forwards, mm -hmm. wipe their board, and then Suzano has haste. So, yeah, it's a very interesting kind of new pressure, like, that's mixed into a board wipe for fire. Yep. Um, little interesting because we just have Philia, who's already been very effective and, like, actually costs you a damage. Mm -hmm. Right, it's like kind of relevant. You can't use it later in the game. It, like it punishes you a little, but uh, Suzano just like even cheaper. Sometimes does a better job. Very interesting that uh, they went with this one set later. But uh, I do think that this is a really good card. So Suzano and Garland are are obvious additions into Samurais here, and just covering the other small changes. I think two Chaspel, uh just because of Garlands, right, mm -hmm. has seen more play because of enemy Garlands. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, we have uh, the Geomancer, which is the new card, and Geomancer is, uh, it's like one of those old fire strategies, Chris, right? It manipulates blockers, yep. um, which, you know, anybody who was around back in the day remembers being a very effective strategy for fire decks, oh, uh, yes. and this Geomancer is no exception. He is here to do what the old Red Mage used to do, but more efficiently. Yep. And often can just take uh, a situation where you have a lot of pressure at the end of the game and just turn it into too much. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And then, I mean, it's easy to kind of just pivot from there right into the other mono-red deck here. This was uh, Shane Duckworth playing just kind of mono-fire good stuff. We're seeing a lot of the, you know, just a lot of these newer tools. We're seeing Susano. We're seeing BFA. We're seeing Philia. We're seeing Ronjit. Um you know, we're, we're not doing any Marsh Ritz stuff. We're going with the Opus uh, 8 Marsh, the one that looks at the top five, puts a... Yeah, that was um, interesting. Yeah, and we're looking at, we have the new Alua, um, Kojin backup. So, like, we've got some, we've got a lot of new cards in here. Um, and again, it's just, it's just a deck chock full of good stuff. Uh, no Garland seems a little odd, but mm -hmm. I mean, I mean, he, he's, he made top 16, so he clearly had a good day of cards. Yeah, I think that uh, it's also just very appealing to run three Amaterasu these days. Oh, 100% so, so appealing it is. That we'll even see people coming up here splash into fire just to get to it. But um, mm -hmm. yeah, just like you said, modifier, good stuff. I mean, you look at two Susanas, two Philias, it's a lot mm -hmm. of board wipes. He's got BFA, Ranjit, and Rain also in the top end. Just just really a lot of removal, a lot of big doofy dudes. And yeah. 
and 18 backups with a lot of action on them as well. So just yeah. really going to be a consistent deck. Yeah, just a lot of good stuff there. And then uh, from there, John, what was one of the other one-ofs? Uh, so we have the... We can actually go right into Viridian's deck. Ryan okay, Ken's no, deck, Naya what he Control. called Naya Control. Yeah, yeah. nice magic throwback there. That's right. So in this deck, uh, obviously Garland again. Uh, but this is way more built around just getting a lot of advantage out of the Garland. You have mm -hmm. a lot of these different backups that will break. Uh, like the Ishtola, you know, if your opponent does anything to try and yeah. hit one of your backups, you cancel the thing, you draw a card for the Ishtola, and if Garland's on the field, you get the old 2-4 on the draw there. Oh, I so. love the 2 for. Mm -hmm. um, he also has running just, you know, the good old value, just like being able to search all these different cards. So you have well, the North Stalin, who can well, get that's Altea, such great Lilti, tech. Gospel, Lail. Well, and you're playing all these colors. Having the Yashtola is just a great way to protect your Tiro, which it mm -hmm. looks like also that's what we're doing. Well, no, well, well the Lael is more so, I guess, protecting your break zone. But, like, having that Yashtola to just sit there and keep your Tiro from not getting n mauled by Fenrir it, seems yes. really solid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's pretty strong. Um, and then, of course, you just see the deck, is it's all just, it's got so many values, so much of a toolbox deck that yeah. you see almost no threes. Right? You really yeah. only see Garland and Terra as the forwards of three ofs. And Terra's a three of because you wish you could play six Amaterasu's. Yeah, she's about uh, as close as you can get. Mm -hmm. We see a card that I always say people should play more of, right? I mm -hmm. love the four CP Alexanders in here. They just yep. clean up a lot of really nasty threats in the meta right now. Because yep. one of the things about Garland, Chris, is since he's that four CP AK, he's just such a pain in the ass to remove. Because yep. there aren't many things that deal 8,000, or, or sorry, break, that's just straight break a four drop. Yep. Um, usually you want to be trying to deal him 8,000 damage, but his ability stops that. So yep. Alexander is, uh, is really nice for that kind of stuff. Cool. Uh, see him playing Shinryu as well. It just kind of works with the I'm going to put the game in park and try and farm advantage yep. strategy. Uh, and then, yes, yeah, Suzano, Garuda, Titan, Ranjit, just all efficient. Lord of the aggro, Craig. I, mm -hmm. I love I'm actually a big fan of this Titan. Yeah, Titan is a really cool card. Yep. Uh, he's like a very fair... It's not even a board wipe. He just comes in and he... You know, I don't like to think of him as, like, another Shantoto. I just think of this guy as just a really nice, efficient piece of removal, just as Chonker. Yep. And one thing I want to talk about, too, we didn't really... We touched on it briefly in the Sky Pirates deck. I am a huge fan of Typhon. Um, oh, yeah. Like, it's it's kind of the... It's some of the best kind of removal, right? Like, it's it was like uh, Umaro, mm -hmm. you know? You're not putting it back in their hand. You're not putting it in their break zone. You're literally putting it back into the deck. Yeah. And... At that point, you know, they you you kind of know that they're going to draw back into that forward at a certain point. Yeah, um, it's actually really interesting that it's under the top four. Yeah. you can know exactly, you can know that if you hit them for damage, mm -hmm. they will draw it in two turns. You know that if you don't hit them, they, you know, they might miss it. And, you can yeah, put and it if they damage. shuffle their own deck, who cares? You put it exactly where you want it to go. Yeah, it's just like a lot of, uh, it's a lot of knowledge for both players. Yeah, and then this guy becomes a forward. So you've got a you know a three CP eight K forward, you know, mm -hmm. in in some situations. So that's awesome. Yeah, it's just a really really nice piece of removal. It just gets rid of a lot of sticky situations. Yep. I agree. I agree. So yeah, um, that, that that deck's really neat. Um, but I guess from there, um, we can go to you know, Sam's if we want to, yeah, oh, actually, I was gonna Sam say was playing. Uh, well, it says Viridian's deck, even though he's got a lot of. A lot of yeah, his looks a lot on. different. He's got some Neo yeah. X death going on in here. So I, was gonna say, some, I thought his was Yizmet. more, more um, Mobius based. So look at this new wall, Chris. This is what this is all about here. 
Yeah, and this new deck, uh, the new wall, when he comes in the field, he just plays a Mobius card from your hand on the field, like a Mobius Which, forward. Well, let's take a look at Sam Tool's forwards. Uh, Yizmat, Mobius, Braska's final Aeon, Mobius. What wall is Mobius? Suzano doesn't death. matter. X-Death, Mobius. Uh, that's it. I mean, yeah, that's really all you have to do dude. is windmill slam a BFA, a Yasmat, or an EOX death. That should get a lot of value out of your wall. Yo, boy, howdy. Yeah, I'll, mm -hmm. I will pay six mm -hmm. for fucking 15 CP worth of cards. Like, if I have a Yizmat in my hand, I'll gladly pay six for a wall and slam that son of a bitch onto the table. Yeah, and since wall is uh, six cost, right? That's mm -hmm. uh, what we're doing with Samuel Lafina and Star Sybil, right? Because Star Sybil yep. just windmill slams with a six cost oh, in the play. Oh, that's so fucking and if you, stupid. And good. if you Star Sybil the wall and you draw a card if Garland's out, um, you know, just all that kind of stuff. It's just like mm -hmm. another just really, really interesting value deck. I think that a lot of people who looked at the wall landed on something like this. Like, mm -hmm. uh, like oh, I'm just going to play them and I'm just going to play these big Mobius cards. Mobius has just a lot of bomb, like boss yep. monster top end cards. And uh, these three colors are really easy to put together. Ever since Martian Ritz and Opus Eleven, it's just been getting easier and easier. Just you know, weave yep. these three colors together. So uh, again, we see the Amaterasu's and the Mist Dragons just really trying to shut down a lot of our opponents' combos and synergies. Mm -hmm. Garland and Neox Death also just really trying to keep them under the thumb there. Um, and of course, when you're playing Garlands and you've got three Kusis and a Luminous Puma, you're going to get to use the Garland Special an awful lot, which we didn't yep. even really talk about. But obviously, anybody who's playing or has seen this Garland lately, you know that Flare is kind of disgusting because all you need is another Garland, and you break one of their forwards and break one of their backups, and then you draw a card. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, it, it's not even it's not even a breaking of the backup; it's a put into the break zone effect. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They so, basically just uh, they decide which one it is, but yeah. Yeah, but still, like it's I, I think in some instances that's better than a break. Yes, yeah, it is. They put it into the break zone, but you still get to draw a card because it's if a card if the back yeah. is put into the break zone. It's yeah. so good. Mm -hmm. It yeah, this garland is excellent. <laughs> excellent. Very, card. very good card. Yeah, I'm a big, big fan of that. Um uh, then the other one that we want to cover is just mm -hmm. Tom Sherrard, which is the Rainbow uh Bunabelle's deck. Yeah, tell me a little bit about this one here, because I see I, I, I immediately pull it up, John, and I immediately see a lot of the so I see some Sophie shenanigans yeah. kind of right off the bat. Um, there's actually only one Sophie in here, which is kind of wild to me. Yeah, because it feels like the three color Sophie deck used to feel right that I liked mm -hmm. to play. Um, yep, Sarah into Sarah into mm -hmm. yeah, okay. yeah, exactly. You've got Sarah, Princess Sarah, and all that kind of backups stuff going on. Tira Shantoto, mm -hmm. you see the Delita and the Sophie Sarah Mobius. But we're also going a little bit more into other colors as we decide we're going to play Althea and the forward Ishtola and Hudan, which also kind of gets us to lock. Mm -hmm. uh, and adding that fourth color in there means that uh, when we have, you know, light, earth, wind, and water, Bunavels is 2CP. The whole idea is it's just uh, like we've got all these really, really strong dual element cards and we're going to just try to play all the best dual element cards across these colors and reduce the cost of Bunavels. And that's just... Yep. The strat for this deck. Yep. So uh, Locke, Ishtola, White Tiger, are, and of course Sarah and Sophie, all really, really powerful dual element mm -hmm. cards. Uh, also, again, another one of the decks that just wants to put the game into park until they get to late game and get their really cheap top-end bombs, so that's Shinryu yep. is in here for as well. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, I think this was just uh, one of the more interesting, one of the more unique decks that we got to see in Top 16. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Really, really neat stuff happening there, and I'm, I'm, I guess we can go from there. Um, there is a, um, there is a pretty 
standard monks list in here, which I genuinely think at this point in the game, if if you're looking to play a, a mono tribe, monks is probably where you need to land because it is strong and it's got some really fun new uh, mono yellow cards that that really just enhance the strategy. Um, I want to say one specifically, there's that new, um, the new forward monk from Opus 14, mm -hmm. of course, Titan Lord of the Aggro Crag. Um, but the we've got Mont Leonis, yeah. which I think is really Mont fucking is cool. Huge for monks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then, then a lot of it's, you know, kind of what we've already seen your Totos, your summon package, uh, you know, your Finrears, you know, you're going for Sophie shenanigans, new Yang, new Cecil, um, Gabranth to search out, you know, all of your bombs as needed. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think I, 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 this is a kind of deck, even though it has a lot of moving parts and sequencing is very important. If there was a new player that was trying to get competitive without throwing a bunch of colors at him, I'd probably give them something like this. Yeah. To start uh, with. There's a lot to learn yes. when it comes to Ursula. Mm -hmm. um, Ursula is a card. She has that... the, she has the expert sticker right on her fucking face. <laughs> the expert sticker. dude. I love that shit. Yeah, she's at least advanced, you know. Oh, at the uh, yeah. bare minimum. But uh, Monks has been uh, on a rocket to the moon, you know, yeah. ever since Opus 13 gave it Sophie, Cecil, Yang, um, and the new Monk that gets cheaper for all the Monks. Yeah, And now so Opus good. 14 goes, hey, Monks, I know that you're really good at, like, taking these guys at one at a time. You've got the Shantotos, but would you like another board wipe? Monks said, yeah, absolutely. So I'll take that Titan, because Monks loves going the distance since they play so much shit out of the break zone. And yep. then you got Monleonis, who when he comes into play, and he's probably going to cost you like either six, five, or four is usually where I end up with him. Um, mm -hmm. And then he's just going to play Leo you know, or Ursula onto the field, and then Ursula's going to yep. jam, or you know, he'll play Yang out of the break zone onto the field. You get this whole cascading chain mm -hmm. going, and uh, you know it's just really efficient. It has a lot of answers for a lot of different things, and Monks is mm -hmm. well positioned against like we see all these aggro decks because two Shantotos and two Titans really helps reset the early turns on decks like Fairstale. Yep. Absolutely. Which, John, sounds like a hell of a segue to me. There you go. Yep, Monks being the third most represented deck will go into the second most represented deck in Top Cut, which is Verstale. Yeah. So Verstale so, is, uh, I think that... Fire just, Ice, <laughs> talk to me. I'm just going to go ahead right now and I'm going to say this is uh, credit goes to KP on yep. what these guys are playing. So KP was like the Verstel guy for a while where he was just playing every single color combination you could think of. He was jamming it together. Um, mm -hmm. And then, but I do want to say this list came out of Japan that was like a fire ice variant. And all of mm -hmm. a sudden it was like, I feel like that was one of the few ones I hadn't seen him play in like the weekly at least. Mm -hmm. uh, and then he looks at that and he goes, okay, hold on. I've been doing all this Verstel math and, and tweaking. He's like, I'm going to tweak one of these up. And then next thing I know, he's coming with one of his versions. And all mm -hmm. of a sudden, Verstel shifted from this like mid-range to late game, heavy, heavy value deck to I'm going to play four forwards on turn one or two deck, right? Yeah. Um, because of the way that the Fire Ice list shakes out, mm -hmm. it just, you know, you skip all the stuff like Earth used to be great because there's uh, oh all of this color fixing and tutoring and all these things. Forget all that. Forget yeah, your how about backups, fuck that? dude. How about fuck that? <laughs> how about I'm gonna play Verisil. I'm gonna hit three cards. I'm gonna Renoa the Verisil. I'm gonna hit more cards. Then I'm gonna play Celteus. And I just pitched forwards to play all these cards. Celteus is gonna look at the top five. He's gonna play a five drop bomb from Ice or Fire. I have four forwards. Go. It's your mm -hmm. turn. By the way, I still have like four cards in my hand. Yeah. And uh, and that just happens off of 
turn one or off of one backup if they didn't have mm -hmm. the Varicel turn one. All of the backups they played the, the deck... sale and search for the fucking yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I think KP has just been uh, really uh, kind of preaching, you know, going door to door. Have you heard about our Lord heard Savior Varicel? Yeah. Um, and, and I believe he's the one who talked Cody into playing this deck. He could, well, you know, convinced him to play this deck. I shouldn't say talked into, cause it sounds like if he's trying to swindle people, dude, KP will, as he says, I'll show you the spreadsheets. You know, he's yep. got the math. He's really dug deep into the numbers and getting a really polished, efficient, Veristel deck list together. Yep. And I'll bet Cody was just sitting there on his, on, on, on his couch and he gets a knock on the door he he pulls it. He sees the he sees the white shirt, the black slacks, and the tie. And he's like, "Cheese it, guys! It's the church of it's the guys from the Church of Jesus Christ of Veristeel Saints. You know, cut Saints, the lights yeah, out, dude. cut the lights out, bolt the window, you know, do everything." But you know, KP's actually here, spreading the good word. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Cody had to play KP in top sixteen. Cody had a top four finish. I'm talking Cody Snodgrass, mm -hmm. um, you know, who again another world's quality player. You know, had a top four finish with this list, and he had he had to play he had to beat the guy who made the deck for him to get there. Yeah, and I mean, um, I think they were card for card, right? So yeah, these yeah, guys, yeah, yeah. These guys jammed it against each other, and uh, I want to say that um, Stephen Riley also, I think, also from yes. Missouri, was also on the same deck, <laughs> card mm -hmm. for card. So yeah, it's um, and at my locals. Yesterday, Chris, there were like three people on this. Exact... Stephen Riley's looks a little bit different. Oh, I is think. It? Okay. He, yeah, let me just take. I'm taking a quick look here. Yeah, um, Stephen Riley's not playing the Umaro or the uh, the Philly, the Big Phil. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I see that. He's but got close the extra on these other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, I think he's doing the the Dragon, right? Are they doing the Azure Dragon? Mm -hmm. The other guys? No, they're not doing Azure Dragon, which makes sense because they've got a bunch of fire cards on the deck. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, but these are really close. I mean, the backups mm -hmm. are the same, the summon line's the same. It's really just yep. your choice of which five drop forwards and stuff you like. Um, and obviously the Philia is just there. I think Philia probably helps with the mirror. Like, you want to be able to reset yeah. their board and then do your thing, right? Yep. Um, also, Philia just probably getting these guys pretty far in, again, a field where people are doing, like, the Veristale thing early, the Sky Pirates thing early, and what we're going to talk yep. about after Veristale. But yeah, uh, Veristale, for the most part, um, the Opus 14 card that it got is one card. Yes. And it's Stern Leonis. And we were talking a little bit earlier about how Stern has all these activations and basically he does things for like free, right? So this is a problem where Veristel is already piling so much value on top, right? You're yeah. getting all these cards back when you play him. Then you're renewing him so you're getting even more cards back off her. She's like negative. Then Celteus is playing something for basically no because he's getting rid of things you've already used, right? Yep. And you would think that Celteus and Stern Leonis would get in each other's way. But the thing is, when you play 42 forwards, they really don't. And Stern yeah. In Leonis, fact, they help each other out. They share the load. Stern Leonis turns all the five drops into four drops, which is enormous when you don't play these backups or you only yep. have two, right? Mm -hmm. So all of a sudden, the cards in Veristel are, I can just pitch two cards to play a card. And it's really, really strong and just like mm -hmm. making... Playing the cards from hand more efficient, but yeah, Stern just lets you either take the four guys you already have on the board and just pump them so high they're going to crush through everything because mm -hmm. the pressure's on, and he just turns the heat up. Or he's going to sit there and he's just going to shoot their guys and get rid of the problems. Yep. You know, you start to look at cards like the four CP Sid Randell, who's supposed to stop things like Veristel from working, 
And if they drop him mid-game, you just sternly own us. You shoot him for seven, and then you just keep doing your thing. Yeah, You know, absolutely. It's, uh, he's really, really just pushes this deck over the line. And, um, yeah, I think that it was already in a really good spot. And he was they, – they didn't really have a lighter-dark card that they were dealing. He's just mm-hmm. perfect fit. Yeah. And, I mean, why not? I mean, I mean, I feel like maybe in some instances a lighter-dark card could just gum you up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean that's exactly how the Verisil deck kind of goes, right? Is like mm-hmm. by turn two or three, they've got three or four mm-hmm. like forwards, or they messed up. Uh, not yep. they messed up, but you know like, the deck like didn't pop off, right? And even yeah. in scenarios where it didn't pop off, you know, again my roommate Alex, fellow returner, was playing Verisil yesterday, and he's like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, I had one game where I didn't get to do all the Verisil stuff, but I had like five Sephiroths in my hand, so I just shadow flared my opponent six times in a row." Yeah, there you go. Why not? <laughs> it turns out, you know, that kind of does well too. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a type of deck where usually in the past, an mm-hmm. aggro strategy has looked like I played three, two cost fire forwards and they're like five K's and they're coming in. Right. Yep. Or it's been, um, turbo ice, right. Four K, three K, five K coming in Vikings. Okay. But when you have a deck like very you're going into turn two, they've got four forwards and some of them are five drops. Like, yeah. Like, like, literally, it's like, yeah, does Bear still act like a 5-drop after he has his ETB resolved? No. But when you get to the end of this chain, you know, yeah, Verstel, Renoa, and Celteus are just these little bodies. But Celteus put in, like, a Faisalis, Ignacio, mm-hmm. Laguna, uh, Laswell. He just put in one of these nuts cards for free. And at that point, it's like, okay, well, hold on. Like, I'm not supposed to be looking at these types of forwards on turn two. Exactly. Um, and and that's the same thing that the Doga deck does. And I think that right now, um, because of how aggressive these decks are, how early they're aggressive, and how efficiently mm-hmm. they are aggressive early, and how consistently they're aggressive early, um, you have to have a plan. You must have like a like a break glass in case of emergency for when mm-hmm. the air sirens start going off and the Veristel raid has started and, and <laughs> you need you need Chantoto titan suzano you need to be able to reset the board and i think that's where you see when you look at the element split in top yep uh earth most represented by quite a bit and it's because you know shantoto uh and and titan are both really 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 strong in the current meta if you're not one of the aggro decks you better be playing some of these and it's it's so funny how you know, we could we could even say like a couple sets ago, like Shantoto just wasn't even necessary mm-hmm. in a lot of decks, but just the, the game has accelerated yeah. so much. Um and also too, you know, and you know, maybe it doesn't stay that way, but that's you know, when a when a new set comes out, I mean yeah. that's card games one oh one, right? Aggro is mm-hmm. always king and how can I be the most aggressive? How can I make my games go as fast as possible? So my opponent doesn't get even a chance to play their answers. Because John, what did you say when you were commentating on stream? What was your uh, what was your your little quip there? About which I'm sorry, I Just, probably uh, I had a lot know, of them. The, the, well, the, the deck beats you in two turns, and you, you oh, finish oh, the yeah. game early, and you spend the rest <laughs> yeah. of the time. I said you got a 40 your... minute match, dude. You beat your opponents in five minutes, and then you spend the rest of the time having them explain to you all the things that their deck can do to beat you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Your your opponent sits down. You guys had this happen to you. You sit down to play a game. You play the aggro deck. You beat them in like three turns, and they go. All right, man. And they start flipping the cards off the top of their deck, and they're like, "Oh, there's Shantoto. Uh, uh, of course, seven cards down. You know, if only I had drawn this. If I had seen this burst, my deck has twelve ex bursts in it. And you would think I would hit two. You know, it's just like, yeah, man. Yes, 
you know, sometimes, you know, if I, if I had caught that pass, if I had, you know, bet on that race, you know, yep. hindsight is, uh, or, or, you know, like, you know, what it could have should is all that kind of stuff. Look, sometimes it doesn't happen, man. Oh, man. The, Dips and uh, butts were candy and nuts. We'd all have a Merry Christmas, <laughs> that's, that's right. Dude, it's just one of those things where, um, yeah, it, that's what they're banking on. They're literally, yep. they're, they're expecting that they can be so aggressive so fast that you don't get to that stuff. That's yep. why they're trying to win so quickly, you know? That's yeah. why they go, like, kind of all in. Um, and if you get to that stuff, my game becomes a lot harder. That's the plight of aggro. Yeah. Um, I think, of course, if you want to look at uh, what the counter to this stuff is, right, is, like you said, card games 101. Aggro always king at the beginning of a set. The mm -hmm. players who like to play the control-type list, when we look at things like the controller set did make top cut, basically mm -hmm. the only thing that they were for sure that they wanted to do was play Amaterasu, right? Or, yeah. or like Mist Dragons and stuff like that, which are just generically good. But mm -hmm. when it comes to like knowing what the meta looks like to know what to control we didn't really know yet we had an idea mm -hmm. after this weekend the control players man this is what they're waiting for they go all yep. right we've got some intel now they're in the lab and they're like what do i do to make Veristel less effective what do i do to ruin the game plan for these decks like how do i come out on top in these situations uh and they're going to come up with things that are more clever than just have shantotos in your deck right but i think shantotos exactly. is a is a safe bet so that's what gets people that aren't playing these aggro strategies. Decks like that get the top cut because they have yep. something they can do against them. But this field and this top cut, man, I think this is like 75% of this top cut is aggressive. So Absolutely. Yeah, it, it was really, um, you know, you had to be ready to get punched in the face, like, fast and early. And Absolutely. that's exactly what the deck well, that won did. Well, and let's take a look. And we'll get to that one in a oh, second. Because sure, sure, um, sure. there, was, there was two... Cause there was two um, two versions of that deck in top cut. Um, but the, kind of the outlier here that we haven't covered yet was, uh, was Okimoto's list. Oh, of course. Oh second. my goodness. How did we not even he, talk about our semifinals? Well, I, I figured it makes most sense. And I, that's you're honestly right. where right. I thought you were going because you're, right. you're talking about control. Whereas, <laughs> you know, Oki kind of brought this, you know, just, you know, value city dot deck, right? Like mm -hmm. it's just this, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm just looking at a, just, 50 good cards right yeah i mean and that's it right as he goes okay lock is good right so i'm gonna make sure that my deck can do lock stuff i know that these storm decks have been good because they just have a mm -hmm. lot of efficient value and just a lot of lines so it's gonna mm -hmm. look a little bit like that where you see things like one cp asura Kryl, and he went with the rosa which is like rosa um is as you are casting three mm -hmm. things and five things in a turn she just yep. has this insane value where on the third cast, you activate all the backups. On the fifth cast, you flip a character off the top. Or sorry, you flip a card off the top. And if it's a character, you play it. Um, and of course, like we said, the control deck, he doesn't know exactly what he's trying to control yet. So you see like, okay, well, Typhon's just good. Lock's just good. Titan kind of wipes the board. I'll put one Garuda in there, one Fina in there, one mm -hmm. Shinryu. I, I think that some of these numbers, when you know a little bit more, like uh, I think Oki would probably tweak some of these numbers right now, right? Uh, having if he knew, I, I don't he... know. Oki loves his one ofs. That dude is just a. I feel like if he doesn't build a deck with at least like seven one ofs, oh sure, sure, but call I think... the police because that's not Oki. <laughs> I think that some of this stuff gets refined, right? I think oh one hundred percent. I think that you know a deck like this it requires so much testing and so much iteration. That that's why it's a little tougher to see them be successful at the beginning of a meta, right? Mm -hmm. Where I don't know how much Veristel is going to change, 
You know yep. what I mean? I don't know what next innovation is going to come out. Oh, somebody's going to like sort FF decks by five drops and find one we haven't tried yet. Yep. Like, you know, um, but when it KP's comes to probably like five forwards in at this yeah. point, when it comes to the deck like this, this can change drastically with just swapping mm -hmm. out a couple cards or swapping some one ofs or changing counts on things. And um, I, like I said, I bet Oki's already got changes he would have made to this, you know, yep. like uh, now that he knows more about what he's playing into. Uh, not to say that he didn't make a good call, because he very much was in, you know, he even had the closer finals um, oh. and was doing well all day. And he, he actually got on stream. We had him on there when he was really, he was like 1-1-1 one, one, and one playing yep. against Wiseman. And he got that game and he said to us, I don't know, man, I'm, it's not looking good to me. And I said to him, if you're going to give you a window, if there's going to be even a tiny little path that gets the top cut, dude, you're going to take it. You're going to get there. Like as long as it's still possible, I'm convinced you'll be you'll be in day two. And yep. sure enough, dude, he makes it all the way to defending his uh, his title here in the finals. Um, yeah, I think that a deck like this requires, uh, like I said, a lot of testing, a lot of iteration, and a damn good pilot. And darn it, if he's not one of the best. Absolutely. And uh, so that kind of leads us into, um, and this is one I was curious about the 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 winning deck is. Um... Uh, another Sophie variant that mm -hmm. I guess has been lovingly called, and I guess now it's just the Doga deck. Um, yes. I mean, I'll I tell you right now, Chris, if you look in the summon column, that's what makes it a Doga deck. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and and it's because we're using the new Doga, right? We're just slamming this guy on the first turn, it looks like. Exactly, yeah. So the whole thing with the Doga deck is your ideal T1 is just you play Doga. You discard three mm -hmm. summons to play Doga, and you draw three cards. Mm -hmm. and, you're, and, and you're off to the races. After that point, it's a Sophie deck, right? Uh, very much your win condition here is you're putting pressure on with efficient early forwards, mm -hmm. and you are... It's Sophie. It is Sophie, Sophie, Sophie. You have Ursula, you have Lena, you have Fenrir, all at three ofs to yep. play Sophie. Right? That is their purpose. Yeah, there's Ceremobius. Yeah, there's Kral, but it's Sophie deck. It's a yep. Sophie deck you know and love, but this is an aggressive version of it. So we saw something like this come out of Japan right before the end of the last Opus, where mm -hmm. there were a lot of summons in this Doga. And Doga has the same benefit Serambovius has of just pumping the Sophie by four. So you only need like one other thing to get her to 10. So mm -hmm. Doga Lena Sophie, Doga Ursula Sophie is 10k Sophie. So that's a trigger yep. at the end of the turn. So you can present that basically on turn one, mm -hmm. right? You can, oh, yeah. go, you can go Doga, Sophie... Lena, boom, all right, go. And and they just have to deal with that right out of the gate. And you're probably sitting there on a ton of cards because you got all these cards back off the Doga. Yeah, because just... you draw, you have six cards in hand, you're mm -hmm. pitching three, playing Doga, you're going back to six cards in hand. Mm -hmm. Then... Well, you go to five in hand, right? Well, yeah, 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 yeah. So you got five in hand, so you're practically, you know, starting the game with a forward on the board mm -hmm. and then really from there how whatever you want to do maybe imagine now you, you have do the ursula, sarah and so you pitch two yeah. and you play ursula right yeah so you go from five cards in hand you pitch sophie you pitch something else you play ursula then ursula plays the sophie you still sit in there with two cards in hand you're going to draw one at the end of the turn yeah you and you're forwards. presenting three forwards on turn, turn one. one that now your yeah. opponent's either going to have to dump their hand to play a shantoto yeah or what are they going to do? Go to fucking three damage right off the bat? Exactly, dude. And and really, um, the deck is just, okay, what else do I do? Now that I've got to fill my deck with summons, right, to make Doga mm -hmm. work, all right, well, what's that going to look like? 
well, Remora, Fenrir, Sildra, some of these were in the old set, but the nice new things, this new Leviathan, actually mm -hmm. a really big deal for the Doga deck. The fact that you can put a water forward and your breaks on back to your hand means you basically get the Doga or the Lena back to keep mm -hmm. doing the thing again, right? Yeah. Um, you also just get to get rid of one of their blockers or a light and dark forward, and right now, everybody's playing a light or dark forward, so yeah. Leviathan uh, sometimes is just uh, almost a Sildra. Make potentially mm -hmm. an EX burst Sildra. Um, but also just, yeah, we see time and time again them using it to just put like a combo piece back in the hand, either a Doga or a Lena, and just keep going. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, like, Luzoth is here to kind of like, oh, if they try to snipe the Doga, I'll bring him back to my hand, make you lose a forward, then I'm going to do it again. Right? Mm -hmm. And then the whole thing is this Doga snowballs this advantage where. I have a ridiculous number of summons in my break zone, and now when I attack, I cast one for free, right? And that's yeah. really, like, like don't even focus on that part of the card because it's hardly that, right? This is very much a Sophie deck. Like, yeah, that happens, right? And yeah, Minwoo's in here, and I don't... I still don't like this Minwoo. I don't even like it in here at all. I didn't like it any of the times I saw it played in the stream, mm -hmm. but I get it. it. You know, they won. There's only one Minwoo in the deck, though. I think it could, mm -hmm. you know... But, um, but the Doga and the Minwoo, you know, if they sit there and they're going to attack, it's just another threat. Right, yep. and you're dealing with this stuff so early that you just don't have enough things to do with like Sophie and Lena and Doga, and the deck resets so well. And I even told the story like, remember when we were playing the first time I played the Sophie deck against you, and Adam mm -hmm. was over. Yeah. And Adam like watched you wipe the board, and mm -hmm. then he like went to the bathroom and he came back and he goes, "What the hell happened?" Mm -hmm. like, what are you talking about? He goes, didn't he wipe your board? And I had like four forwards on the board. I go, well, yeah, dude. But then I played Lena into the Sophie, and then I got this back. I, I Fenrid that, got Delita, got back to Sarah Mobius, and played her and drew a card. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> it's that, like, yeah that's dude, Final that's... Fantasy TCG right now. Yeah, so exactly. So it's like, you wipe this Doga board, right? And they're like, wow, oh, man, okay. Uh, next, I'll uh, discard three summons, play Doga, draw three cards back. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I'll just Lena Sophie, go. Now I'm presenting yep. Sophie again, and she's just damage, draw a card, yep. damage, draw a card, damage, draw a card, and uh, yeah, it's just, it's it's an aggro deck, so it's gonna hit you in the face for a couple damage, but it's also triggering mm -hmm. Sophie as early as that first turn, and that's just a lot of pressure. Yeah, because I mean, if they don't if they don't dump their hand to answer it, um, mm -hmm. or if they don't have maybe like a, because you can Amaterasu the Doga when they pitch the three, right? Yeah. Oh, you sure and can. Did, yeah, and I feel like that you almost have to do that. Oh, yeah. But yeah, it but sure, like, sure does them pretty nasty there. But it's like, but again, I feel like they can just recoup that value so quickly. Um, because then you're starting the if they're doing that, you're starting the game kind of crippled too. You're starting your game with four cards in hand. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or five cards in hand because you're gonna draw two. So yeah, it's not ideal, but it's also why um it is one of the things that's good about this against this and bear sales Amaterasu, and that's why we yeah. see. The decks that are control decks that mm -hmm. made it into top cut are decks that not only have Amaterasu, yep. but they can recycle it like quite yep. a lot, right? Um, we see two of them are like Earth, so they have the Kryal in there to reuse it again, and then also yep. they both play Terras. And then the Modifier, mm -hmm. of course, playing the Terras as well. Um, but yeah, so I think, but that's something to say about this deck is like, and that's how the aggro decks work, is they just put so much pressure on so fast that. Um, yeah. And this isn't to be mean to anybody. This is just, you know, you can go back and watch the stream. It's like, they are making a lot of misplays, too. Um, yeah. And still, it's just so much pressure, and it happens so early, that they still can get to the end, right? It's like, yeah. uh, I mean, we saw a couple things. It's like, 
oh, a Titan that's going to only kill two forwards, and then we paid extra to make sure it killed all of our guys. But yeah. we're still just able to reset so fast because we get this, you know, oh, Ursula and Sophie next turn immediately. Boom, we're right back yep. to doing the Sophie trigger. Um, there's a time where it's like, we watched one of them in one of the matches, like, play Elena and, like, not have a legal target in the break zone. And then it's mm -hmm. like, all right, I just paid five for Elena, but, okay, well, now I'm just going to play Ursula. And then Sophie comes out and boom, you know, we're just, like, it almost doesn't matter because... Um, you just need all as roads long as lead you, to Sophie. Yeah, as long as you get to Sophie and you're turning forward sideways and it's within like the first few turns of the game, and then yeah, then maybe the game goes long, but your opponent is spending the entire rest of the game trying to stop you from getting Sophie activations because mm -hmm. they took that damage early and they can't afford that to happen. And it's really difficult to both build and do that at the same time. So I just think we see a lot of these games where um and you know, they get this online. And right when their opponent starts to stabilize, this is where Mashiri comes in. And yeah. I have like I cannot believe these guys played one copy of Mashiri. And not because I think they should have played more, just because we saw it in almost every single game that I cast for the finals. And it was such a big deal every time. Because what Mashiri does, she just comes down in the middle of the game and turns all those summons that you've been using mm -hmm. to pay for Doga and to just you've been pitching summons left and right. You got twenty five summons in the damn deck. Mm -hmm. And she's like, well, I'm going to just, just remove all of your blockers to yeah. keep that pressure on. Oh, I'm going to just draw like four or five extra cards to refill my hand to make sure I can reset from this board wipe, right? Um, she just convert. It's literally free, right? She's like, I was joking that she's like recycling. She's getting you these uh, these notebooks that are made out of all 100% recycled paper, dude. She's going down. She's getting like, <laughs> she's getting all the bottle caps and she's turning them into it. something, man. She is just... It's absolutely free, right? And she draws cards and removes blockers. And a, a aggro deck that has a single card that turns everything they use to pay for all their aggro cards into refilling their hand and getting blockers out of the way, it's so relevant. Yeah, and absolutely. And it was, it was it a, really an MVP in a lot of those matches. Fuck, and she's a princess? That's yeah, super and she's relevant. she's off Sarah, yeah. My goodness. Mm-hmm. Pretty crazy, huh? Sarah, yeah. the Sarah backup can search for both of them, Mashri and Sternion. It's so, so fun. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, we see, like, literally, it's just Luzoth, Leviathan, and Mashri are the only new cards here for Doga. Mm -hmm. But Mashri really does. Uh, like, you would think, okay, Doga would still be good with all these extra board wipes in. And it turns out, like, yeah, just because they're, A, they were already kind of good at resetting, but B, mm -hmm. now they just get all the value back, too. Like, in mid-game, they basically go and they take all their quarters to the Coinstar machine and they dump them all in and they get, like, a nice big money and they go out to a steak dinner and they basically feel oh, like yeah. they didn't have to pay for it because, yeah. you know, they already paid for it. This money was spent already. I love already a good recycled steak dinner. Dude, as far as they're concerned, this money's spent already, right? You're not yeah. counting the, the coins in the couch and then your little coin jar in the budget. That's free money, baby. The that's, old secondhand steak dinner, baby. Yeah, Sign dude, me up. That's for me. That's we're going to a Texas Roadhouse tonight on the uh, on right. the old bottle of quarters, baby. That's right. <laughs> Do you know how many dimes were in that thing, dude? I'm getting the blooming onion. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> dude, yeah, it's one of those. You know, you're just uh, you're getting so much value out of something that for you know basically was was already spent. Yeah, it's beautiful. Spend it twice. Must be nice. Mm -hmm. yeah so it's um you know you can go back and watch these games uh the vods are up on legendary wolf games twitch it was really yep. fun to get to do casting for this all weekend uh i did i think we saw a lot of players being 
either rusty or just nervous having not been playing games on cam for yeah, years absolutely. right like that's the kind of practice that is very difficult to get like being on a stream tournament yeah. camera there's players that you see get much more comfortable with that as the circuit goes on as we're doing like crystal cups and lqs and mm -hmm. things like that but um yeah this is like a, asking somebody to perform you know in front of a crowd and that can always be tough so we yeah, saw a definitely. lot of um a lot of jitters misplays uh we also had some judge ruling stuff that is mm -hmm. a whole other conversation that we're not going to get into right now but um that was interesting some of the uh you know just just people even the judges right everybody's a little rusty and has to kind of get oh, back yeah. to it yeah, yeah but, and, and that and that's never a bad thing i mean you you, you have to expect as long as they reach for help stuff. and yeah. get to the right conclusion right that's yep. i think what matters and I know there were issues, but I think that for the most part, especially at least anything that we watched on day two and top cut, um, we landed on the right conclusion in the end. So yep. really what matters. But um, and all in all, man, it was a really entertaining weekend of cards to cast and to watch. It was a really diverse meta. Mm -hmm. I think that, um, you know, I said aggro was going to be doing really well. And, you know, I think, like you said, it's card games 101. I don't think that that's like some special Nostradamus you know, prediction yep. of mine. I think that that's pretty much just how it is, right? Um, and we saw Aggro very much be king. Doga is an aggressive variant mm -hmm. of Sophie. Veristale, uh, Fire Ice is an aggressive variant of Veristale decks. Um, mm -hmm. And you could even say that Sky Pirates is pretty much the more aggressive version of Wind Water. You know, it's yeah, just there were a absolutely. lot of a lot of uh, Cinder Block on the Gas Pedal style yep. decks this weekend, and. I think that it probably will be successful and continue for a couple of weeks. I don't think this is what the top cut of the tournament will look like at the end of the set. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think um, I think some cards are going to find their way out. Um, I do think cards, I, I do think Sophie variations are going to be a very real thing. They clearly are. They mm -hmm. have been. It's tried. It's kind of tried and true at this point. Yeah. Um, but I think it does lose. Like, I feel like the longer it goes, you get you get punished harder by by mm -hmm. doing the Lina Doga stuff early without establishing some yeah. sort of backup line or establishing some kind of resource. But like, you know, again, it goes back to you're playing this super aggressive strategy that no one's ready for out of the gates. Like they have they aggro's a thing, but they also kind of expect you to play as honest of a game as you can, right? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. a gentleman's game. Right. Um and that's kind of the whole point of aggro. Like you're looking for the next snapped in half. You're when you when you get new cards into a meta, you got an early tournament. You're looking for that first like snapped in half unfair aggro deck. Mm -hmm. And then when that starts getting beat, or if pieces get you know I don't say if pieces get banned or if pieces get um you know or control decks start to kind of learn to counter that or mid range decks, mm -hmm. then you kind of look for the next snapped in half kind of yeah. aggro yep. strategy. Um. So I, I think I agree with you. A lot of these decks probably don't look the same. Even Sky Pirates, I think that doesn't look the same in two months. Or it's shit, two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> next week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I think that uh, what we have seen, though, 100%, at least what I've seen, is that players are just snap playing these decks. They're waiting for a top 16 of something, man. These yep. are in sleeves as as written. You know, yep. card for card, taking them to locals, and that's great. I love that. I, you know that I am the guy who says, you know, you know, we did the whole net decking article thing. It's good yep. for you. It yep. uh, it helps you get better. It helps you understand why things are good. It also is just, yep, 
good practice right um and for me i get to be like awesome dude like calling the meta is something i get rewarded for at locals like i felt like i needed to go home and practice like i shouldn't i can't just like show up kind of thing yep. and i was like this is great like that's that's getting a little bit of the fire going in me man so yep. um i think that what we saw after this weekend also was just a lot of people anxious to get back to these kinds of events really like that's crystal pup energy and that yeah. gets you fired up there's fomo Absolutely. going on for sure on people who didn't go yep yeah. absolutely mm -hmm. and i can't wait to see you know how things evolve you know we opus 15 will be right around the corner again the next event is the next in-person events in right around two and a half months or two October. months at this point can you believe that yeah. it's like less than two months yeah it's it's wild to think and i can't wait and when's opus uh opus 15 supposed to be hitting the uh hitting the streets? november i believe yeah so you know I, and that's actually gonna be really fun to see how you know we got this event kind of right in the beginning of opus 14 then we're going to have one more right at the end and we're either going to see it i i, I guess i'll be more disappointed if a lot of the decks remain the same because we've had that meta where the the decks just kind of stay the same but also to be fair mm -hmm. you know put take all that with a grain of salt because it's all i feel like any of those metas that have not really evolved have been like the covid era metas mm -hmm. where there's not much incentive to evolve it much more but I think with how, what am I? Let me think I of the think right 13, way to word this. I think thirteen was pretty healthily like changing yeah. over time. I mean, we didn't even get things like this Doga deck until the very end of Opus thirteen, and Doga yeah. and Verstel both are only playing like two Opus fourteen cards in them, and, and yep. that's also you know something that we talk about is like those decks have literally been tested so much because they were tested for last yep. set that they only Absolutely. need these few extra pieces and things that you're doing this set. I mean, I even said this to some of my locals who went playing, you know, a mm -hmm. local who went playing a pretty complicated deck. I said, this could be it, man. This deck could be like something like this could be it. This could be nuts. I just mm -hmm. don't think you're going to find it by the weekend. Yeah. And I don't think you're going to play it a hundred percent when you yep. do, um, which is like, Hey, still, I want to get the tournament reps on this. I want to practice it and I'm having fun playing it. Sure. Hey, go play it. Totally get it. Yep. I personally am not a still I'm not an angry gamer. So if somebody told me that their honest advice for day twoing was to play Veristel, I would be like, okay, thank you. And I wouldn't play it. But even though that's good advice, right? Yep. Um, it's just, I, so I don't fault anybody for that. I'm just saying, I think that, uh, yeah, an angry deck, an aggro deck was a good call for this weekend. It's reflected in the top cut. Uh, Cody taking the tournament with the, one of them, you know, definitely, uh, Definitely a early meta tournament for Opus 14. But yeah, like it, it's, it's like a textbook early meta. It really is. Yeah, yeah. It it's, really it, is from top <laughs> to bottom. It's like, uh, you know, you want to kind of have the lecture on this one. Like just yeah. grab all the data. Make no, the actual, absolutely. let's actually make a textbook. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And, and yeah. like I said, the fact that I can, like I'm sleeving, I, I don't know if I'm going to sleeve up this exact 50. Because, um, you I mean, I... Mm -hmm. I, I see some things that I would probably already change, but again, you know, and you know, one thing I can say about old Brian Berkeley, like him and I historically have been on very similar decks mm -hmm. with like a card or two difference. Um, oh, and this yeah, is going to be no guy. exception. Yeah. 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 And this is going to be no exception. So like, I'm really excited to, to sleeve this up and, you know, get some reps on it and kind of dive back in. Cause I, I think Opus 14 just, you know, I haven't really talked, you know, in this space since Opus 14's been out. I mm -hmm. I think the set's really, really good, and it's, yeah, it's, it's really a lot of diverse, strong cards. They just put that... bombs in every color in the primals, yeah. so it's, like, really yeah. cool. 
What's interesting and it just is unlocks deck building. Like none of them are dual element cards, and like mm-hmm. the actual dual element cards from this set are kind of like taking a back seat. Yeah, which I is think Vaughn is probably the most prevalent one, truthfully, because it's because it's like the only one that I think is like a true engine card. Yeah, I mean, you see, like there's more Ice Lightning stuff running around with like mm-hmm. Al Sid and Zaromas lately, but I think that like there were a few at the tournament they bubbled. That's kind yep. of the that's the story of Ice Lightning, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah. Still trying. Yeah, the 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 little deck that could, that's for sure. <laughs> and and again, like even all these bubble decks, because I, I don't know I know uh Matt yeah, Rice was on decks. the bubble and he had talked to me about um I, I he may have played Sky Pirates that weekend. I know he talked about it. I'm not sure actually, yeah. Yeah, and they because I remember Rice came to me, he was like, I need a good name for the deck. I was like, Oh, so you already haven't landed on Primals of the Caribbean? Because that's the correct name. That's the only name. Oh for my it. god, dude, that is so good. Yeah. Are so, you giving that one out for free? Uh, I'm giving is it that, for free. If that, we that's see what that I would have named it. If we see that now, we know where that came from. Yeah, Primals of the Caribbean, baby. That's, that's, <laughs> Primals that's, of that's, the Caribbean. That, that's the name of the deck. That's what I would be naming it every time. And So, like, when I pulled up the top 16 list, I was bummed that it was just Windwater Sky Pirates. Berkeley, you're better than that. Primals of the Caribbean, dude. I don't know. It might be better than, uh, than Shinra did nothing wrong. I know. That's pretty good, too. Yeah, Primals you know, I think you're Caribbean. right, John. I think you're right. That's, where, we we're, that's to, where we're landing. We need to go ahead and lock that in and give that name the recognition it deserves. Yes. <laughs> that's what I will that is my Opus 14 deck. And uh yeah. with, if I get some some sick, nasty Turk love here um in Opus 15. We can save that one. That can go in our back pocket. Yes, that'll be for Opus 15 <laughs> when I when I get some sick nasty Turk love. That's right. I want well, it I th- filthy. I want it like a boot and mud only wetter. <laughs> I want it just caked. Just, mm, just, just cake, cake that over. love all over. <laughs> that's what I want. But man, I think, I, I mean, we're coming into just under two here, man. I think that's it. Uh, that's all I have. Yeah, that's definitely all I've got. It was really cool. And it, it's nice to kind of, you know, explore some of these decks that people are playing. Because like I said, I, I've set out most of the, I've set out for most of the COVID era stuff. And I think. I think Opus 14 is so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also, really too, you know, I, again, I'm I'm a guy who likes to play in any card game. I like, you know, I'll, I definitely like playing meta stuff, but I also need something that's going to draw me to the deck. I need, especially if it's a game based on an IP, like I've got to be able to play the characters I like from the games in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, and... You know, Fire Ice FF6, eh, you know what? It's a great locals deck now. You know, it used to be uh, just a fucking tier banger deck, mm-hmm. but now it's not. Um, and so I can't really play that anymore. Um, um, you know, I like tribal decks too, but like this, the fact that I can, you know, Final Fantasy Twelve is my second favorite Final Fantasy game. And the fact that there's now like a meta Sky Pirates deck. And this is, again, this is not only something I've been looking, this is something I've been looking forward to for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And it's finally there. Um, now it's not full goof troop sky pirates, but like <laughs> the fact that it's the it's literally the core of the deck. Yeah, and that's enough for me. And I, I as soon as I saw Vaughn, as soon as uh you know I saw it, I was like I I want to play this. And now I'm getting I found a deck that really makes me want to dive it back in and play. So that's what I'm doing. Welcome back. Glad to be back. Mm-hmm. And you want to flip the cam down, Jam Pirates? You let me know. I will yeah, as soon as I get as soon as my down, pieces come just in. Come down. Come hang. Just, whoop. Yeah, as soon as I as soon as I get the pieces, I'm like, John, boop, boop. Yeah, dude. But just come hang, man. Just come 
drive down absolutely i have to see yeah. either you come my way or i have to come your way before october because i'm lending kirk a, a dorinthia deck for oh yeah uh, for the uh, adam, for adam ohio dan and they're going with them to ohio yeah that's right <clears throat> so uh but, no. but yeah I, i'll absolutely have to see you soon man we'll get to jam some games oh absolutely most definitely but uh but otherwise john i mean that i think that wraps it up for uh for this episode sure does so thank you everybody for listening for tuning in if you uh again we're just going to do one more shameless little plug there if you're newer mm -hmm. you enjoyed this little recap of uh the most recent meta event you want to get in there and jam some games yourself mm -hmm. every wednesday rva returners we're hosting that's right it's free free online events awesome in prizes. fact you can plus you can win prizes you can yeah. plus off of this thing the, the value is there that's right the, the value is present so come on by if you want any uh, details on that you can always just uh, go to twitch.tv slash rva snugsy or check out our facebook and i think that's all i got chris anything from you sir no man just uh it was fun to catch up and you know shoot the shoot the shit about the this uh this new set uh, i think opus 14 is very very solid and i can't wait to see like the diversity is diverse metas is something that i really really love and mm -hmm. this game is for the most part has always been pretty good at that um and I think Opus 14 just opens that up even more. So I'm really excited to see what, you know, what pops up in the weeklies, what pops up over the next next couple of weeks. And I want to see kind of where we land in October for Haunted Hotel. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping it looks good because I really want to go. Yeah. So. Indeed. Here's the crossing the fingers. If I, I'll be there in spirit. That's mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. But till next time, friends, that's all I got. Toodaloo. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. A special thank you to our patrons, of course, as always, for supporting the channel. We've got Adam, Ryan, Sergio, Greg, Dylan, Christian, Jason, and new patrons. Zachary, welcome and thank you so much. Everybody. Wonderful human being. 